Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Original movies are a staple of any TV junkie's diet, and we take them very seriously. So seriously that we've dedicated an entire podcast to picking apart each and every one ever made. The stories, the actors, the stunning dialogue, the IMDb trivia, we're here to discuss it all with the appropriate mixture of reverence and humor, one movie at a time. I'm Molly McAleer, and this is Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Foreclosure proceedings will begin. Oh, baby, how do we get ourselves into such an awful mess? All right, bye-bye. Well, hi there. Hi, my name is Samantha Horton. I called about the massage therapy interview. I'm just desperate for a job. I'm trained in shiatsu and deep tissue, but I can pretty much do any kind of massage I want. But it's a teensy bit more than that. What do you mean? Well, like my writing teacher always says, why don't you show me, not tell me? When you realize there's a way to make it all go away. That's what I made today. Holy sugar. I'm not proud of it. It's amazing what you're capable of saying yes to. How could you have done all those things with those men? Rex, please just look at me. Okay, look at you, I'm gonna go fix this. You guys, it's the client list with someone you may know very well if you are uh, a mall's head. It's Christina Lopez, producer of Please Advise, and also one of my very best friends in the entire world. Hi, girl. Hey, girl. What's going on? I'm so excited to be podcasting with you like <laughs> this. Like, you don't have to worry about the sound or anything else. It's very exciting. It's a little weird for me. I'm just wondering, like, how should I talk? Should I sound? Just do your regular. Don't worry about your NPR voice. You don't need to do that. Like, just do your regular. If the Brooklyn comes out, I think that adds some flav. Just be yourself. I'm also very like conscious of like my coastal bias coming out. That's fine. This film's about Texas. That's fine. I just was in Texas and I love it. Right. And I've been to Texas. I spent a month in Texas. That's right. You lived in Houston for a while. Yeah. Um, okay, well, then I should probably say something that I'm conscious of. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to mention it, but the tweets have been bountiful. Um, yes, you guys, I was drunk during the Death Click episode. You got me. Um, that was recorded, I think, the day after or two days after the election, and I was not in a good place. Um, I would say that I mostly <laughs> hurt myself for several days uh, upon learning the results of the election. And then I realized that Donald was winning. Uh, he was beating me. And um, that wasn't okay with me. And I needed to chill on the booze for two. 
not be wasted at my own podcast recordings <laughs> and move on from there. I would also argue you heard Jason Shapiro for about 20 minutes when he woke up and got that text message or the oh when i uh, oh yeah after the election you guys um go listen to last week's episode of please advise with jason what's it called uh, i pranked him so hard dump the loser <laughs> i pranked jason shapiro so hard on election night i called him at three o'clock in the morning and told him i was in jail and he called me at 6 a.m because he had to be in a new job the next day and was worried that he wasn't going to have time to come and pick me up in jail. Poor Jason. Before his job. And I love him so much. Like, of all the people, like, Jason is so nice. <laughs> no, I know. But I also was like, Ugh. I bought him a really beautiful full house hoodie for um, for Christmas, but also for putting up with me. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that was... Um, but guys, if you want to hear, I mean, Ashton Kutcher... Watch the fuck out, okay? <laughs> There's a new prankster in town. George Clooney, you've heard about his set pranks. Get a load of this, George. Malls is killing it at the prank phone calls. And Ryan Bailey critiqued my acting performance, and he said that it was not bad. <laughs> so, And I was very drunk. Um, and it was about 3 o'clock in the morning when I left that message. So, Jason, you've been, you've been malls. You've been malls. <laughs> um Okay, so we watched... Oh, oh, and I wanted to say also, yeah. we have an update that one of our um, listeners, I forget her exact name, but she has offered to not only pay for Stephen Ray Morris's wedding to <gasps> Jodi Arias, but she is going to give Aiden open bar. Oh, great. It's going to be really exciting. She's going to do the floral arrangements. Yeah, with Jodi Arias. Uh, okay. <sighs> with Jodes, Dreams are coming true, yeah. Is Jodes into an open bar situation? Jody Arias? Yeah. Oh, um, Jody's in jail. No, I know, but I mean, like, <laughs> I'm sure she has, like, booze, like, prison booze. Oh, yeah. She probably drinks toilet wine. Yeah. Um, but wasn't, like, the dude was a Mormon, right? Travis she, Alexander. Yeah, she yeah. wasn't, though. Well, she converted to Mormonism, but, like, kind of like a fake out. Okay. Like, do you know that girl I know that pretended she was Orthodox Jewish and changed her name yes. and then like kind of had to weirdly change it back? And I was like, <laughs> she changed, she had a good Twitter name and then she changed it. And I was like, girl, why'd you give up your Twitter name to be a fake Orthodox Jew? That's so weird. <laughs> um, anyway, things change, people change. Um, I do want to tell you guys some exciting news as well. Yes. Um, I believe I can say this. I hope this is cool. We are definitely going to be doing a second season of Mother May I Sleep With podcast because we are going to be teaming up with the Lifetime Movie Club, which is very exciting. You guys, they will not own my nuts. That was in my contract. They're not going to own my nuts and they're not going to tell me what to do. And I can do whatever movies I want, except for <laughs> maybe like I told them maybe one they could pick. And um, yeah, so it's really exciting. And um, we're, we just basically I can afford to pay Steven again. <laughs> Which is exciting. And Stephen is, um, like, you know, Stephen's way too successful to be doing this podcast. I have to say, like, I've been in touch with Stephen via email throughout this entire podcast enterprise because I'm some sort of supervising producer yeah. on this. You came in on the ground level. Um, you're adorable, Stephen. Oh, thank you. I know. Isn't he the best? <laughs> I know. So He's the nicest person. He bought me a present. I'm probably not going to open it until he leaves because I know I'm going to cry. I actually was just like, I think I'm either getting my period or I'm, <laughs> I'm dying or it's Christmas 
or something, but like it's the clusterfuck of all three. If I cry at the beginning of this podcast, we're in a lot of trouble. I knew I I was thinking about it on the way here, and I was like, I feel like this could be the podcast where I cry at the top. You know what I was thinking about? <laughs> How many different ways I could say hand job? Okay. While still maintaining my career in public radio. That's actually a really, really um, good point. So <laughs> You're very buttoned down. I mean, you have no problem talking about pegging on Please Advise. Listen, it's because you keep bringing it up. <laughs> oh, really? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Christina. I've never participated well, in that, but maybe, you know. I don't know. Maybe if you just don't bring up pegging, I won't bring it up forever. Um, <laughs> okay, so this week we watched a really, really, really good movie. Yes. It's a really, really good movie. I have to say, when you told me what movie we were watching, I was kind of like a little disappointed. Really? Because this is not typically my flavor of Lifetime movie. I know. I like like a crazy person in the mix. Yeah. Or like, you know, a hand rocks the cradle Mm -hmm. or like a basic instinct, Mm -hmm. like adjacent. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really enjoyed it the second time I watched this movie. (laughs) Here's the thing. I had to diversify my portfolio. We've done eating disorders We've done crazy teens. Mm-hmm. We've done, we have crazy teens out the ass on this pod. We have that's uh, the bread and butter of like yeah. We have lifetime. rape. We did a really powerful invention of the viral video slash rape episode. We did. Um, I like a true crime lifetime cat. too. Um, Anything with Meredith Baxter Bernie. Bernie, yes, yeah. that's my mom shit. Yeah, that's my mom's jam. <laughs> she, my mom, that's her jam. Yeah. Like my aunt always, my mom and my aunt always used to call each other whenever that one was on. What's the? Oh. Where she plays like the crazy wife or something like yes. that. Yes, I know. Yes. I love that oh, one. Oh uh, God, I can't. Oh Betty, uh, the Betty Broderick story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by the way, that movie's like five hours long. So why don't you hang in there for that three parter? That that's gonna have to be a three parter because this is already <laughs> the longest podcast known to man. You love it. Um, okay, so this week we did the client list. Yes. I watched this when it originally came out in 2010 mm-hmm. with fervor. Like, I waited for this because Jennifer Love Hewitt is like, I, I mean, I grew up in the 90s. And I'm glad we're getting into this. Can Hardly Wait is like probably one of my favorite teen movies of all time. I love a One Crazy Night movie. Um, I don't really particularly remember her on Party of Five, but I remember her being the hot girl on Party of Five and that all the boys in my class had crushes on her. Yeah. What do you remember of Jennifer Love Hewitt? So Jennifer Love Hewitt, like I didn't watch Party of Five either. Mm -hmm. I remember her vaguely on Can't Can't Hardly Wait, but I remember she didn't really do a lot of talking. She has no lines. I know. I realize that too. So I was just kind of like, what is it that people, because like people, I grew up in Brooklyn in a very Hispanic neighborhood. We weren't noticing Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And so like we weren't, she wasn't, I was just kind of figuring, trying to figure out like, what was it about her that like she kept getting work? Well, you know, her body is a wonderland. Right? Yes, I know. You know that. her body is a wonderland. Yes, and that also, song is based on her. You I guys. Know, yes. Uh, well, I'm saying like, I realized this movie what it is. She has like star power. She has some sort of star. She has like the it that people are talking about. She has that X factor. There's something about her that's just like, oh my gosh, she's like kind of amazing. Even though her acting is just kind of a B. Do you know what I've heard is that like all famous movie stars have the same type of eyes, which is like mm-hmm. they are like they glow. Their yeah. eyes glow. And yeah. she has very, for, especially for a brown eyed girl, very glowy eyes. She, they're like honey colored. Yeah. It was yeah. just like it was that scene. Well, we'll get to it. She does yeah. a lot of eye acting. She but, does tons of eye acting. But what smoky I mean, eye acting. The smoky eye, the smoky eye <laughs> acting in this film is off the charts. But um, OK, wait. 
I wanted to say, I also, yes, I remembered. So Amanda had no lines and can't hardly wait. She yeah. had some, but like not really. Um, something very, very, very important to me about Jennifer Love Hewitt is that she wrote one of my favorite books. Oh, yes. Which is called The Day I Shot Cupid. Mm-hmm. And she co-wrote it with her boyfriend at the time, Jamie Kennedy. Yes. And um, she also claims she invented vajazzling mm-hmm. in that book. Um, which is not true because my mom said she fajazzled me as a baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. But my mom oddly <laughs> That's said that joke, to Molly. me once. My mom said that to me once. I'm like, Shauna, what the fuck? My mom said she vajazzled me as a baby. <laughs> I can't believe I have to hang out with this woman over Christmas. <laughs> so rough we've seen each other way too much this year for me i have to go home looking forward to those snaps um all right so let's get into this movie it is a good one yeah it takes place in odessa texas i believe really um well the this the place is in um something that begins with an l lorene lorene i know because there was so many shots of that sign yeah that's how you only, knew. And there was only two signs. You're it was like seven away. or eight shots of the same two signs. It's a really small town. She grew up like obviously like the prettiest girl in town. Like yeah. as soon as you see her, no question. Popular yeah. girl. Beautiful. Yes. Well, here's the thing. So they mention Odessa later on in the film. Yes, That's why right. I don't I don't think it took place in Odessa. No, but you're right. I do appreciate that it opens up with a big shot of the Texas flag. Absolutely. And it's like, you are in fucking Texas. Yeah, we are, baby. Texas. Hi. So there's a shot of a, a car. Did mm-hmm. you notice the bumper sticker on the car? Mm-mm. So the bumper sticker said, annoy a liberal, buy a gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. They, I mean, Texas. there's lots of like little nods to it. Like, yeah. it's also like, you know, there's also a lot of liberal thinking in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. I feel especially within the uh, place that the client list is formed. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of liberal thinking, but um, they do some nice nods. And I want to say we also have the wonderful Sybil Shepherd is in this movie. <laughs> and that is just really a treat. Um, I love Sybil Shepherd. So let's open up with, we're on Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's standing in front of her husband. She's got her curlers in her hair and she's saying, you got any room on that couch? You got a naked girl coming at you. Yeah. And then we see she puts her daughter on the ground and her daughter Fully clothed daughter. I know. Why was she <laughs> saying you got a naked girl? Because she wasn't wearing pants. Yeah. That was for, she was wearing like some sort of shorts or something. She wasn't naked at all. I, I mean, mean, I'm like here can't. for that. I know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I mean, she promised a naked toddler and we didn't get the naked toddler she promised what is this change the station um (laughs) but it was just like what in what normal situation would you even say something like that to drop off like a tiny clothed toddler well here's the thing is that women are only they only have sexual value in this movie yes and that is a very important thing to chase is that like even from the very beginning, it's like she's describing her young girl, like her main worth is like, are you ready for this? Like, yeah, and yeah. it's like, you know what? I bet he is ready for that. I bet he is ready to hold <laughs> his toddler on his lap while he sits there with his bum knee and watches the news before <laughs> work. fucking bum knee. He has a bum knee. And by the way, so do I. I fucking banged my knee going into bed last night. I have huge <laughs> scabs on both of my knees. I look like fucking the little girl from Clifford with band-aids on I'm, both of them. I'm getting you knee pads for Christmas. Emily Elizabeth, that's me from Clifford. <laughs> my band-aids all over my knees at the holiday party. Yes. Um, so anyway, 
she has curlers in her hair. She's getting, she's like, can you get the other kids ready? Today's a big day for them. We don't yet know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, her older daughter, Charlie, says that she doesn't want braces. She wants a video game player because her mom's like, you know, you got to get ready to go to the orthodontist soon, whatever. Life is easier if you're pretty. Don't go, do, <laughs> doesn't do a girl no good to, to play video games. Exactly. So um, that mama, upset me so much. No, I mean, that is what she grew up learning from Mama, yeah. Sybil Shepherd, who comes Ugh. along she is brassy as fuck yeah she starts right away refolding jennifer love hewitt's laundry oh do you know what she says when she walks in what she says it's hotter than a fur coat in marfa <laughs> yeah because it's texas you yeah. know like they just got to remind us well like that's the thing is like sybil shepherd's character is there for your like oh butter wouldn't melt in your mouth kind of like it's southern sayings <laughs> She also comes in and says that uh, she tells her husband, Rex, who's hot, by the way, and I have a crush on him. He's not emotionally hot in this movie, but he's hot. He's not emotionally hot the way that um, Eddie Fisher was in Liz and Dick to me, where I like, I'm going to marry him. That actor is hot in other things, but not here. I had very mixed emotions about the husband. I thought he was hot, um, but not emotionally <laughs> hot. No, because this is one thing I've learned about Lifetime movies is that you can sometimes get distracted by the emotional unhotness of a person and you can't sit back and say, hey, that's a hot guy. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like in his secret family, like that guy was technically hot, but like he was such a dick that you right. were like, you're just fucking stupid and you have tiny eyebrows and you're dumb <laughs> and you're a bad actor. Stop being such a dick to Haley Duff. She's wonderful. Yeah, but he had Kennedy ties. Yeah, he did. So you're right. Exactly. I listened Fuck to that him. episode. No, guys. I'm over him again. Okay, so she's saying that she's trying. Civil Shepherd's trying to quit a two pack a day smoking habit because it's the South and Southern people do shit like that. And then she asks her son in law how his knee is. And he says it's fucked. It's keeping him up all night. Jennifer Love Hewitt comes into the kitchen ready to go to the bank. They're going to the bank. It's a very important meeting at the bank. She's dressed in a skimpy black dress and has big Texas hair. Now she is dressed to go to the bank for a big important meeting the way no i never dressed like that in my life She's i was going to say like, like when i was 22 going to a club but i was i was wearing like i was trying to i was trying to invent a dress with a shower curtain when She's i was wearing 22 like a cocktail dress like a black short very low cut where does a dress like dress. that come from i tried to guess i was like express and then i was like Mm-mm. no that's too it's not that's conserv- like a forever 21 yeah she was wearing very it was very forever 21 her tits are out by the way jennifer love is a huge rack i totally forgot about that i forgot about that too <laughs> and i remembered did it thrill you were you thrilled by her rack <laughs> Um, when she well we'll get to the scene when she when she like I was like oh hello oh are you a boob girl I am okay good to know yeah. I when, the one time I hooked up with a girl I forgot the girls had boobs and oh I didn't no know they're great um, so how could you for, I mean I totally you have, have them you. I totally no I don't really like, uh, so I think that was kind of like oh whatever like I don't know like we'll just oh, whatever so um, her mom asks her why she smells like pumpkin pie and oh um, yeah. And she says that some scientists did a study and pumpkin, more than anything, makes blood flow to a man's you-know-what faster than anything. And she winks at her mom. Can you imagine saying to your mom, like, oh, I'm wearing this because I want to give the banker an erection? I <laughs> would probably say that to my mom. You would? Yeah, because Diana we would joke love like it. that. Yeah, your mom does love it. And Which by the way, you'll hear. So, <laughs> so we're going to do an exercise, I think. And, and Stephen, I hope you participate. But I'm going to call my mom and ask her what she would do if she found out that I was a prostitute to pay the bills. You're going to call your mom and ask the same thing. Yeah. And Steven's going to call. Well, I said his dad, but why not his mom? Why was I trying to gender the situation? I want a mom's reaction. Well, it'd be interesting to hear a dad's reaction as well. 
Well, I, I mean, I just know my mom, and I think Stephen kind of said the same thing, is that, like, my mom would be like, you know what, I'd be proud of you for enterprising. Okay. And, like, and, but here's the thing, is that Shauna would not really be that way. Yeah, yeah. My mom would be I like, know. you know, I was a single mom. You saw me work really hard. Like, you got to do what you got to do. And, and I'd be like, you're just saying that because this isn't a real scenario, because you didn't have to pick me up from jail for sucking dicks for cash. <laughs> like, if you literally had to come get me, could you even look at me in the car on yeah. the ride home? Like, dark. So <laughs> the mom's like, where'd you hear that? And then Jennifer Love Hewitt, this is so important. She's yes. like, I read it in some woman's magazine, August 2006 issue. Reese Witherspoon was on the cover. So like I wrote here, this woman better have some sort of photographic memory or something like that that comes into play later. Right. But that's um, just like, why am I hearing about Reese Witherspoon? Here's the thing also, like, if her memory was so good, why couldn't she remember the name of the fucking magazine? That's true. Right? Probably because she couldn't say it. And the the, the upsetting For thing about reasons. this movie... Yeah, you're actually probably right. Um, Fuck that. The upsetting thing of is, like, this movie equates with, like, having good memory as being intelligent, and those, are two, those two are not the same. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. I automatically went to like, wow, she's really smart. No, she could just have a really excellent, like if you can remember stuff, but not connect the dots. She could test really well. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So outside of the bank, um, Jennifer Love Hewitt unbuttons a few of her husband's shirt buttons just in case the banker is gay. Oh, wait, we missed when they were leaving the house. She was like, what do you think? And he's like, nine years and I haven't gotten to your nails yet. Like Uh, nine years of looking at you and I haven't gotten to your nails yet. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that is actually really sad now that you remind me of that. Yeah. Because what's to come is heartbreaking. So (laughs) it's heartbreaking. I also noticed that Jennifer Love Hewitt, executive producer in the movie. Yeah. Good for you, girl. Yeah, she's got it. Um, So they're in like, we've just, they're in a financial shitstorm. Then they run into Jennifer Love Hewitt's um, husband's high school girlfriend, who's like the town bitch. And um, they look really wealthy. She's with her husband. They look really, really wealthy. Her husband says, like, don't worry about her. Like, I dumped, I dumped her for you back in high school. So, like, long yeah. history, small town. There's some backstory that's important there for later. But one question, though. Like, are, are Jennifer Love Hewitt and her even in the same category? No, that's what I was like. Well, I mean, that explains why he left her for Jennifer Love Hewitt. I mean, that girl looked, like, 40 years older than her. No, her that's, makeup, that's Her makeup stretch. was terrible. Her makeup was awful. And I it don't know if it's so supposed bad. to be, like, Texas makeup. Not it to, was. Not to shade Texas makeup, but... They know. They I know mean, they do the big hair, the shade, big, you know, the pageantry. They know about yeah. that. They're I proud felt of like it. the hair wasn't big enough in this movie. But yeah. we'll get to that later. It wasn't Austin hair. It was Houston hair. Hey, Carol. Hi. It's been forever. Don't you look pretty. I do believe you were wearing that same dress the last time I saw you. Well, aren't you observant? Jim and I were just here on business. But tomorrow we're off to Hawaii. And then we're going to New York to do a little shopping. We all got to stimulate the economy, right? Bless your heart. Always thinking of others. <laughs> Bye-bye. So in the bank, we find out that they've been sent a letter with the intent to foreclose on the house. Oh, wait, but she's like unbuttoning his buttons before they go into the bank. Oh, yeah, in case the banker's gay. Yeah, and he's like, I did say whatever it takes. So I was wondering, like, was he ready to like... Suck a D? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, for to pay off his mortgage? Also, like, I think that that's kind of like... Because that already establishes, like... They're ready to be pimped out for this. Right. Like the fact that they're kind of already, quote unquote, whoring themselves out for the bank Mm -hmm. and they're okay with that. Yeah. That should have established like some sort of like, I don't know, moral ground 
Absolutely. How, how far they're willing to go. But that said, it's also like just shows, I mean, a very Southern, dark, small town misunderstanding of homosexuality because yes. I don't think a gay man would love to look down a, a man's blouse. <laughs> no, and it's also just because like, you don't know that he's your type. Just, he doesn't mean he's attracted to all men. Damn. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They're both coming in real hot with yeah. self-esteem. But that said, they were like the hotties of their high school. They were. Which and that's is just like, like across to bear. This is also a PSA for people who peek in high school. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, Jennifer Love Hewitt says her physical therapy job went away and that Rex had to quit his construction job because his knee is totally fucked. Um, the adjustable mortgage wasn't in the plans. They're trying to pay back all of their medical bills. And then Jennifer Love Hewitt leans over the desk showing off her cleavage. And this she's is basically where I was like, like oh. begging the bank manager to give her like some time. And he's like, there's nothing I can do. With the current financial situation, this bank must take a zero-tolerance position on non-payment. What about the government bailing you out to help us out? Where's the help? All I can tell you is that unless we receive payment on the 15th of this month, foreclosure proceedings will begin. And we'll lose our home. Yes, that is what foreclosure means. I'm sorry. No, you're not. Not really. Even though you're plenty of fault here, too. You know the day we met you, you told us that a subprime arm loan made good sense. And not to worry about the rate adjustments because we would be able to refinance before the loan resets. And then you told us that it would be advantageous for us to enhance our income statement to help facilitate the approving process. Those were your words, exactly. Uh, now, I don't think any of us remembers exactly what was said. Oh, she does. You were wearing a black and gray tweed coat with a taupe shirt and a cream tie. It had a quarter-sized hot sauce stain on it, and you were real worried because you were getting ready to take your photo ID. There's the tie, and there's the stain. And what exactly don't I remember? Exactly. So she has the freakish memory. We've yeah. established this now. I wrote here, <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt is gorgeous and charming. She's got something. That was my note during this scene. <laughs> I write a lot of notes like that, too. Where I'm just like, hmm. hmm. Yeah, I wrote a lot. I don't know if it was like the way her she was lit or like it, her eyes like really glowed. And she was just like, oh, this is the thing that made Jennifer like Love Hewitt a star. Like, Let's this find is, like, who she's this just cinematographer got was. Well, we've got Eric... Laneville as the director but like we props the cinematographer in this film because I think that he really did a good job I mean this was the scene where we needed to see her looking as beautiful as possible to realize what the like what she was powerful like her ways like how amazing she was you I know? have to say like overall this is a well-directed like well cinematog like whatever DP movie yeah, I think so too. It's like I'm telling you, this is like the best movie I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I know. In my seriously, life. I don't even know if we can put the like do the scale for this. It's just not fair. No, it's not. Um, so Lifetime had way more money in 2010 when they made this movie than they than they previously had to invest in their film. Absolutely. Um, so they're denied the loan, but they get a month extension. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt and her BFFs are having a day off. She's out like eating fries with her girls. I got so mad during the scene. Why? Because I was like, you need to save money. Why are you going out and spending money on burgers and shakes with your friends unless the lawyer one is picking up the check? Oh, for I everybody. assume the lawyer was picking up the check. I By was, the way, a black friend. Enter the sole black friend. But I appreciated that. Yeah. I appreciate they at least attempted some sort of diversity within the cast here. They attempt diversity and then they always go overkill because not only do they put the diversity in there, but it, it, she she has to be the lawyer. Yeah, she's like, like the <laughs> most successful. Well, here's Absolutely. the thing, Molly. Black women are the most educated people in this country. No, 
No shit. I know that. <laughs> I'm saying Lifetime just likes to beat us over the head with it. It's I'm like, fine with that. People need to know that. No, that's not what they try to beat us over the head with. They're like, hey, look, we did our best. There's a diverse person in this. And look, we even gave her a good job. Like that's to me, that's how it reads. It reads of, it stinks of like some sort of weird uh, yeah, you're desperation. Right. You're right, you're right, you're right. But I don't know. I mean, she was pretty know. too. They're all pretty. All beautiful women. D, her other best friend, beautiful as well. Um, yeah. So they're like... Oh, I love D. I love D. I loved D. She's great. That's... We all... I mean, you're kind of my D. That's what I was thinking while I was watching. <laughs> you were like, like... I was like, am I oh, Molly's I'd D? Up Molly. Yeah, I'd pick up Molly from getting arrested for sucking dicks. <laughs> yeah, and I would tell you in the car, I'd be like, well, we'll get to that. Later. Um, <laughs> so she's saying there's no jobs out there for Rex with a bum knee, and then she applies at the restaurant, fills out some things. I just thought we were going to be the next Angie Harmon and Jason Seahorn, and then he got knocked down. You got knocked up. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute, here's something. Kind Touch Health Spa. Licensed massage therapist. I'm licensed. I don't know how you do that, touching naked strangers' bodies. It's just skin, <laughs> it makes them feel better. Doesn't say they're hiring, but it's worth a call. It's all the way in the arena. It's more than an hour's drive. Well, there's nothing here. You know how smart you were to go and become a lawyer? My mom always said I was too pretty for law school. My mama said I was too skinny to get a husband. My mom said to always wear lipstick, even if you're just going to the market. Well, to Texas moms. Mm, Texas, Texas moms. <laughs> oh, this is when the newspaper where she sees the job in Lorita. Yeah, but she also says, I, it was not supposed to be this way, which is a thought that I've had frequently. Yeah. Oh, my you God. I mean? It's not supposed to be this way. Yeah. Absolutely. But especially if you are a former beauty queen who married, like, the hottest guy in school, like, that realization probably hits those people harder than anything you or I could ever imagine. Yeah. Because we... We're the uggos. Yeah, and we're like, We hoped it would be okay. I think when we grew up after high school. (laughs) I was like, junior year of high school, I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here and, like, really get on to, like, real life. Yeah. And hopefully have, like, something better than, like, whatever these people are doing. I was amped senior year. I was like, I cannot wait for fucking life to begin. Spring has sprung, honey. It was torture. It was bad. So, not for Jennifer Love Hewitt, though, but look where that got her. Yep. So, she has this, like, little silver angel on her dashboard that she talks to. Um, oh, God. And she's always talking to this angel. <laughs> the angel's a constant. Um, I would say it's not the worst um dashboard decoration i've ever seen i thought the props department did a good job of picking out a tacky angel that still was unoffensive to look at yeah i did want to say back at the restaurant she the lawyer friend says handsome white a handsome white wedding running back is worth his weight in gold okay so she's just basically saying that like she wasn't wrong in miscalculating like her marriage to rex yeah um and it also kind of established like she likes attention from men Okay. Yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt's character. Yeah, oh, she loves attention. That's all she knows. Well, there's a reason for that, which they buried in, like, the last third of the movie. Yeah, it's dark. It's really fucking (sighs) dark. So she's talking to her little silver angel on the dashboard. She's trying to convince herself she's doing the right thing. So she walks into the Kind Touch salon and meets the manager, JC, and her partner, Doreen. They're immediately... What? I called her Reba McIntyre the whole movie just because, like, her haircut. They were, like, like, twin Rebas. Like, were they also not also exactly the same woman? They were very similar. Yeah. um, But, like... One of them had more of a Reba McIntyre like haircut. Yeah, JC. Did yeah. you get lesbian vibes from them? Um, I would say that I would say I. Uh, you know what? Hmm. I got well. 
JC, I think more gave me like a serious Dom vibe. Yes. Like I was like, JC's on top, but she likes stick. Doreen <laughs> might be a lesbian but i was wondering why they weren't working were, like working the twin angle that seemed very obvious to mm. me like they should have been they should have been tag teaming i was shocked that they were working the rooms at all because like as madams yeah you know you don't really typically work, participate yeah. in the work area of it all well i think they started out small and built their way up you know <laughs> what i mean like i think that they, they were, were just, like yeah doreen would be running the desk while jc was in the back like jerking off the local sheriff or and doing then, stuff like, with feet because she's good at that exactly and then like year two they got to bring in a third employee yeah. and then like i mean i think they these women they're real working women um so they're immediately taken by each other like and recognize one another as beauty queens do you yeah. remember that yeah, this yeah. is amazing <laughs> um and she says that she's trained uh jennifer love hewitt explains that she's trained in shiatsu and deep tissue and she can do anything they want she's hired great she's also hot so she's banging yeah but she doesn't know that that's the most the only qualification she needs yeah like screw the shiatsu um so the family's having breakfast for dinner as a celebration <laughs> i thought that was cute it was cute uh sam tells her son that he can't try out for football they just can't afford uh the whole the registration the whole thing her husband comes yeah. home not on his motorcycle. We learned. I was so mad that he had one because they're driving like a broken down pickup truck with three kids and this motherfucker has a motorcycle. Hey, hon, I didn't hear your motorcycle. It's because I sold it. I actually love that thing. Yeah. Kind of like having electricity too. Baby, I know that wasn't easy. Good riddance. You know what doctors call them? Donor's cycles. Are we reached now? No. I agree with you on the motorcycle thing. I literally every time I see a person on a motorcycle in LA, I just look at you and I think you're a fucking selfish piece of shit. Like you must have, you better have no one in your life who loves you. Like you better because like you're just a piece of shit. If you have one person on this planet that loves you, you should not be on a motorcycle in LA. What are you doing? I personally don't have anything against people who ride motorcycles. No, I was upset. Like as a dad, as <laughs> no, a, me neither. <laughs> as a dad, as a dad, and as someone like they need the money. Like sell that. He should have sold that way sooner than like your your bank is about to foreclose on your house and you're riding around in a motorcycle. Like, Can I tell you something about fucking dumbass Texas? Sorry, I love Texas. I'm probably moving there someday. Um, I just don't want to pay taxes there because for political reasons. But anyway, listen. Um, they don't have a helmet law. For motorcycles, there. you know what? And Rex is the kind of dumb motherfucker who you wouldn't know wear he it. Wouldn't. He and would my not. Fucking, so is my fucking dumbass cousin who like near, like basically escaped death by crashing into a tree in Texas without a. F- and my aunt, we were all talking on the phone, and my aunt was laughing. She's like, my aunt was like, "Well, has James like learned anything from the accident?" She goes, "He's decided he's going to wear a helmet from now." on. <laughs> Oh my God. You just, I rolled my eyes. You couldn't see that. But yes. I mean, I had to laugh because James is like my favorite cousin because he's probably the most successful out of all of us in like a real sense. Like he's worked very hard and does well. Um, but like he's also, he's an engineer and um, a underwater welder and all that shit. But James broke all of our toys growing up. Like that was his MO. Like don't bring anything I have a cousin James like that. He's going to break your shit. Yeah. Did There's your, always one. Did your cousin grow up to be like a person that solves problems though? No, he doesn't. Well, I don't know what he does. He teaches archery right now. <laughs> That's the guy you want teaching archery. <laughs> the kid that broke all the toys in your family. <laughs> 
So Sam tells her mom that her new job is not that bad. This whole scene um, with the hoo-ha is legend. This is the Yeah, I was thing. saying like she's she's very like she just says weird Texas sounding things. You know what? It was real nice. Rich clients, big tips. Yeah, maybe I should ditch my job at the salon and come rub some backs with you. Unless they're Molly or Harry. Woman, you wax hoo-haws. Yeah, I remove the hair, but I don't mess with it. Well, that's hoo-haws. Nothing. Daddy, what is a hoo-ha? <laughs> Camptown ladies, sing this song. Hoo-haws, hoo-haws. Camptown track is five miles long. Oh, hoo-ha now we're back at... Uh, I thought about this. I was like, what if that kid sings that fucking song around other kids or around other adults? Like, and then he gets older and he realizes, like, what hoo-ha really means. And he's like, oh, shit. Like, he has a double realization about... I'm, I was thinking no, too much No, that's about why this. life is so fucking embarrassing, Christina, <laughs> is because it's filled with moments like that. It's filled with moments where you're, like, walking around thinking, you know, what the fuck you're doing. And then it occurs to you that you've been doing something very <laughs> stupid for a very, very long time. Yeah. And then you have to be embarrassed about it. And the shame never goes away. He's going to be 16 and then, like, realizing, oh, my God, I was singing hoo-ha... Camp Town Races hoo-ha. Yeah. And have have a second wave of embarrassment about it. And I've I've had those moments where you're yeah. just like, oh my God. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like I was saying quotes from Wayne's World that should never leave an eight-year-old girl's mouth like nonstop when I was a kid. This reminds me, oh, like when I was a kid, I used to sing that, um, baby, when you're grinding, I get <laughs> Next, so excited. Yeah. yeah. That song's about boners. Why yeah. was I singing that at seven? And why was my mother like, I know why my mother was laughing in the my car. My mom was cackling like, like a fucking bitch she is. I know. I couldn't believe it. She cackled constantly. And like me and my best friend, you're like, oh yeah, that fucking song is on too close. And like, by the way, this was going on till I was like, this is, yeah. So Jen Rabinall and I were still best friends. So I would say it was probably like eighth grade. Like I should have known about boners in eighth grade. I mean, it's okay if you didn't. I mean, I, I mean, I think I knew what boners were, but I guess I just didn't know that you, that you song was about guys yeah. pressing their boner on you at a club. That's so gross. How was that a song? Not only that, it was like a top 40 hit. Like, how did that air on the radio? Too close by next. Like, I would love to, I'm probably going to listen to this after you guys leave. So the next day. I feel day, a little poke coming through. It's disgusting. Okay, so the next day, it's sexual assault. It's a song about. Well, I mean, like you're dancing in a club, you know. Yeah, it's acceptable sexual assault. Um, so the next day, Sam shows up to work in her cowboy boots. Things are slow because the Cowboys game is on, but it's a perfect time for her to meet her coworkers. So you did a much better job than me writing down all these names. I just have the, the boss brings her back to the back room, intros her to the other girls. Um, JC says that she wanted to be a novelist, but she started this place instead because it pays better. So one of the girls, which one is she? The one who used to be a dancer on a cruise ship? Oh, I don't remember that one. And then there's Tanya, the ex-bounty hunter who's who, been there for six years. Who Reba McIntyre kept calling Tanya. Tanya. And she has she does great tattoos. Um, that's what she says. She, and then, her, her, what do you want to say this? Her sex worker name? Look, I'm going to tell you something. All right. We know. We know that there's probably better ways we can phrase this. Okay. Sex work is a legitimate thing. Everyone should be safe and fine and happy. I'm probably going to be throwing hoes out there. I'm probably going to be throwing prostitutes. I'm probably going to be throwing all sorts of wrong, politically incorrect things out there. This is a lifetime podcast, okay? 
I'm Molly McAleer. Give me a Google. I am not the person you should be coming to for the exact right politically correct terminology on hookers. Sorry. I'm going to work my best to be politically correct on this, even though I've had two glasses of wine. You know so. what, girl? I'm Christina's going to be saying the most offensive <sighs> shit. There's going to be, Christina's probably going to say the N word by the time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> Christina, I know, my, mention, my mentions, my mentions don't need to be filled up with that. No. Girl, that'd be so dark. If like, and then I had to face you and I had to be like, Steven, we have to edit that. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what this. happened. I never, I've been friends with her for like eight years. She's never gotten <laughs> racist when she drinks before. It's so fucking weird. She must just have microaggressions inside. <laughs> Self-hatred. I eat um, microaggressions for breakfast. <laughs> um... So Jennifer Love Hewitt gets her first peek. At, oh, Emma, the barely legal-looking newbie. Wait, Forgot so Tanya, her, Tanya, her name is Margarita, unless the guy is into Asian chicks, and then she's Saki. Yes, yeah, she's Saki. <laughs> Which if like the guy's into Asian women, he would not be into Tanya. No, he would not be <laughs> because Tanya looks like Ronda Rousey. Like she is like <laughs> she is like if they made a Ronda Rousey movie, if Ronda Rousey was like fifty in the movie, it would be Tanya. I actually kind of love Tanya. Why? Because she was a former bounty hunter. And she gives great tattoos. Yes. Why do they know that about her? <laughs> Is JC just like head to toe tats? Probably. Underneath those stockings. Who knows? And then there's Emma, the barely legal looking newbie. And she's been with them for just 10 months. What's her ridiculous name? It's Salome, which is, which is the Bible. <laughs> no, it's like the least sexiest. I wrote down a list of names that she could have picked. I was like, Abigail. Judith, which isn't sexy either, I guess. I don't know. You're picking biblical names? Because yeah. she's Pentecostal. She well, here's the thing. Yeah. It's like she picked a name from the Bible and she only does sex things that are in the Bible, which is a lot of things, Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, pretty much I everything. I mean, Sodom and Gomorrah happened. So, um, so yeah, I wrote Mary Delilah, which is kind of a sexy name. She can't have period sex. That's the only thing I could think of, unless there's <laughs> anal in the Bible. No, well, there so, is. So, yeah, yeah, no, there is anal in the Bible. She can do anything except period sex. <laughs> Salome, Which, that'd be so weird if a guy wanted to pay for period sex. Someone out there wants it. That's for sure, definitely like a Some thing. Some guys saying, yeah. Um, Salome <laughs> is famous for demanding and receiving the head of John the Baptist in the New Testament, and her name in Hebrew is derived from the root word of shalom, meaning peace. Oh, there's my future daughter. So name. sexy. Um, so Jennifer Love Hewitt gets a, like a first peek at what they really do through the two-way mirror. There's a two-way mirror. Ugh. Salome this is, is in dark. the room. Okay, there's big old man she's rubbing oil on. So this is one of those two-way jobs? You know, like they have in all the cop shows. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Oh, I love that SVU. I think Marshka Hardigay, she's just darling. And her mama is Jane Mansfield, so you know those breasts are real. You know, for safety, we always bring the first-time clients into this room. It's all very above board. Nobody does anything they're not comfortable with. You understand? So the farm girl has basically just given a beach to an overweight man twice her age. Um... He's really like dark. in his late 40s. Sam is driving home. She's talking to her angel. Ugh. And she's like, I have no idea what to do. There's no way anything. I, I can't do anything right now to fix this. And the situation's fucked. She gets a call from D. 
turns out Rex is shit faced as hell Fucking at the Rex. bar they own and he can't drive. How did this is another thing? I was like, where did he get the money? He should be saving money. He shouldn't be going out drinking. I think D hooks him up with like a dollar draft. Okay. okay. I mean, but at the same time, no, right, you're right. Beer in Texas is about like four fifty. Oh yeah. So no, oh please. At some places, it's like two bucks. Yeah, that's true. That's why like people like who write those strange Yelp reviews who like go to a place where something costs more than like four dollars. This cocktail was twelve dollars. Yeah, it's like crazy. I'm yeah. like, excuse me, I haven't paid less that's than twelve dollars. That's happy for- hour price in L.A. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Uh, Sam gets to the bar. Rex needs to be carried out by Dee's husband. Um, her mom told her told him to go there and blow off some steam while she has the kids. So like, Sybil Shepherd's like a gigantic enabler in she's this the entire worst. movie. She's a terrible mother. It's established in this film that she is a terrible mother. Yeah, she's like, oh well, my daughter's working hard. You you have a bum knee. Just go out and get shit faced. She'll pick you up later. Like it's really dark. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. Sam tells her friends that uh, she got the job, but it probably isn't going to work out anyway. So, like, so it's a really down situation. And then um, Dee says, come on, you're Samantha Dell Curtin. You're the girl who always gets what she wants in this town. Besides, I spent too many years jealous of you. You'll figure it out. I love Dee. I love Dee, too, but I thought it was weird she, like, was jealous of her own best friend. I mean, I can see that, though. I'm not jealous of you, Molly, but, you know, I could see, like, as kind of a pep talk... I've yeah. kind of been like, hey, you're prettier than that girl that you're like tripping over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, like, you're right. I think you're beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thanks, girl. That felt I didn't good. say that to you. I'm saying it to a different friend. No, I know, but I'm saying that does feel good. Thank you. You're right. right. Yeah. Um, uh, Dee so- is my kindred spirit. <laughs> she really is great. Although I would not be nearly as pregnant as many times as she has been. I know. Dee just needs to like, I mean, Dee needs an IUD. Another, I know. <laughs> she probably can't get one anymore. Yeah. So Sam drives Rex home. They're almost out of gas and they have stopped at a station. Thank gas guzzler. You look good. Well, you sure don't. What were you thinking? Look, I spent all day standing outside of Kyle's lumber lot with the other day laborers. Trying to pick up some odd job that would pay enough for me to sign up my son for flag football. Right. Um, whole day, I'm watching people we know coming out of that store, and I can see it on their faces how far the football hero has fallen. I'm sorry. I had a bad day, too. So he has, like, one buck in his wallet. It. This was depressing, and I legit thought that she was going to, like, give the gas worker, like, some sex work for gas. She put two and two together. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, this is her descent. But that was not the case. I mean, like, when she said, like, this is not what I fucking signed up for, like, mm-hmm. essentially, I was like, that is, feels like always, like, the plight of a small town Southern woman in any movie. Did she like, say... this is not what I signed up for. Did she say, like, I'm too beautiful for this? Um, it was implied. Yeah. At which point I would agree. She might have said, like, pretty girl like me. Pretty like, girl like me. Yeah, like something like oh, that. Oh, this is where I should bring up that Jennifer Love Hewitt is actually from Texas. She is? Yes. Oh, I have no... I thought she, like, came from, like, a, a space egg. Like, I had no... If I if you asked me where was she born, I would have no idea. Um, She's... I, mean, I should look it up. I'm she's sorry. very close with her real-life mom. That's something I learned in the day of Shaw Cupid. Oh, the, no, she, yeah, yeah, the day of Shaw Cupid. Yeah, she died, yeah. 
Her mom died? Yeah, her mom died of cancer in like 2012. Oh my God. I had to write that story. Oh, thank God she's married though because Jennifer Love Hewitt is thirsty for love. Like thirsty. Like if you want to just read... Well, Something again, that will let you be like, hey, everything I've ever done with guys is totally okay. Like, I should never be embarrassed about anything because Jennifer Love Hewitt exists and she's done everything wrong. Here's the thing. I think like Sam, like her dad was not in the picture very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think I she's mean, artist imitating story. life. Yeah. If we're getting real. Um, she's from Waco, Texas. No way. Yeah. I thought her accent That's work was really good. Yeah. She did a really good job. She did a really good job. She's a great actress. My favorite actress. So <laughs> Sam says that actress. Dee is right and that she's Sam Horton and she does not let life get her down and she That's does right. not get defeated. She sees her husband cashed out in the front seat and she calls the massage girls and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm going to come back tomorrow. So she's back in the game. She's going back to kind touch. So <laughs> I love that it was called kind touch. And by the way, the real place was called like miracle touch. Oh, I have it here in my notes. It's like crazy. This, they did a healing re- touch, healing touch. Exactly. It's like, they did a good job of like, there was, um, I was in like some reddits or something last night and it's like highly contested who the story is about. There's another woman who's actually, I think she was Mexican, which is why they were able to figure out, no, it's this other girl. It's like the same story, but they were happening at the exact same time. Oh, okay. Um, well, here's the thing. Like the story that I found linked to on the Wikipedia page for the movie was like, pretty sure it was this woman in Odessa. Yeah. Who they actually call back to in the movie. Mm-hmm. And her client list was 68 people. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think this is probably... Don't give away what number it is. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Don't give away the number, I'm girl. Not. It's so I'm good. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. If I you guys apologize. are at home, try and guess if you can guess what number <laughs> it is. <laughs> Just try. <laughs> try to guess it, you guys. So... Um, her kids practice their spelling at the kitchen table while Sam makes lunch in a skimpy pink dress. I noticed that like school. the first, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. No, you. you're good. Uh, they're like, she's the worst. Um, no, I noticed that the word that she was trying to spell was avoid. Avoid. Yeah. And then, but also like in the same spelling bee was the word avoid and the word tableau. I know. And then which, I had to look that up because I didn't know, I didn't know what that was. You don't know what a tableau no, is? No, I didn't okay, know what it was. I think I do. One is a tableau. A tableau is like a, it's like an image, right? It's like a, it's like a type of image, right? Like it's like a, oh, it's like a, a, a placement of things. Is that right? You what is re- a tableau? Do you want me to read the actual just, like, yeah, definition? Yeah, just read it to me. I feel stupid. <laughs> I went to college. <laughs> I paid okay. to be this dumb. <laughs> uh, a tableau is a group of models or motionless figures representing a scene from a story or hey. from history. Hey, who kind of got it? I'll give that to you. Thank you. Like a nativity scene as a tableau. <laughs> right? I guess, yeah, I guess so. Good. Is there anything else from no, that that's, definition? That's Is there it. an example Sorry. sentence? Oh, uh, you, you want me to read the example yeah, sentence? Yeah, of course I do. Okay, hold on one second. <laughs> that nativity scene is a great tableau. Is that what it is? <laughs> um, hold on one second. Sorry, it's, you can edit this if you want. <laughs> Just leave it all in. <laughs> no. Oh, this is painful. The houses are grouped together in a charming tableau. Beautiful. Beautiful sentence. It's French. That's nice. Yeah, I knew that. I well, knew that. As as I'm very into European men, so I knew that. European, um, European men. So she tells them there's nothing to be scared of. She put both of them, she put desserts, two desserts in both of their lunches to make up for the fact that she's at her new job. 
She gets to her job. You know, and I pride myself on running a safe, clean business. We provide a reliable service at reasonable rates. We like Dairy Queen, except not fattening. We are open Saturday to Thursday, noon to midnight. This being Friday, payday. We start early and stay till the last one leaves. Okay, well, it's, it's real important that I work only when my kids are at school. Oh, that's fine. We do a huge lunch crowd. All the outfits are in a little room in the back, but each of these rooms have everything you might need. There's condoms and oils and such. Oh, and drinks and Viagra are on the house. You give away Viagra? Pays for itself. Little blue pill keeps us in the black. We were worried when the economy tanked, but turns out that this it's the most recession-proof business there is. And what about the police? Oh, well, let's just say donuts ain't the only thing they're getting for free. All righty, let's get you on in the back room, because everybody's here on Friday. So all of the girls are in the back room waiting for her. She tells them that for their protection, everyone has a fake name that they use. And they give Sam the name Brandy because she looks like she goes down real smooth. Ooh. And also Reba, Reba McIntyre's um, sex worker name is Big Mama. Yeah. Because she's a dominatrix. Yes, and we learn that she has great feet. So they tell her that they screen all the guys up front, but if not, does she know how to use a gun? She does not know how to use Which a gun. Which is shocking, because I, know. I just kind of assume that everyone from Texas knows how to use a gun. Sorry if that's my coastal elitism coming out. But my thought is just like, what sort of insurance policy is that? Like, Yeah. So... I was surprised it was, like, not a security guard situation, but... Like a bouncer of some sort. Right, exactly. Well, yeah, and, like, echoing the real case of Healing Touch, they uh, they they didn't have a bouncer either. It was, like, the one woman who did... Stuff. That's insane, because if you order a stripper, they send a bouncer. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't... Okay, anyway. Um... So they all agree about... It's right into, like... It's about getting into the right headspace, but at the end of the day, it beats the, the hell, hell out, out of waitressing. waitressing. And so that's, like, their... That's their motto in life. That's like, how they get through the sex work. dick beats the hell out of waitressing, which I'm like, hmm. That's, I was like, hmm, does it though? Does it? Because I don't think it does. Like, Okay, so I've never done waitressing. Yeah, I have. It's not horrible. It can, it can be. <laughs> Would you rather professionally service people or waitress? Let's jam on this for a sec because you and I have both been through some hard times in LA, like broke ass times. I know you and I have both talked about this like years ago. Oh, like I'm going both- through it like currently. What? Yeah. I mean, like financially, I mean. Oh, oh, okay. But I mean, like you're not, you're not where we've been in our lives. No, 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 okay? no, no. Because we have both at times been unemployed. Yeah. Like deeply unemployed. Yes. Like deeply deeply no prospects how the fuck am i gonna pay my rent thank god um my parents are um, fucking speak to me and will pay my phone bill this month (laughs) but there were times when they did not pay my phone bill to teach me a goddamn lesson and i was running around la for 10 days with no phone like it was 1986 or like i was eating cereal for dinner yeah oh oh please or slash every other meal yeah oh god no i'm just like putting seasoning on canned green beans like just the saddest shit you've ever heard in your life pasta and butter so we would talk like could you do it? Like if you got offered the cash to like, just, okay. First of all, I am very wrong about my, whatever my thing, my worth is. I somehow went into oh, yeah. this. Cause like I, it would be, it would have to be like three grand. Like, and that's like, and that For is like, if sex? I was, if I, uh, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, I'm trying to decide. I think I really would rather have sex with a strange guy for money than give him a blowjob because that's uh, that's my face. That's it's, it's just that's, okay. Like, so oral sex is very intimate. I would. Argue I never understood that when people in the real world would say it, but it's true. Yeah, I kind of never would get that. Yeah, it's your your face is in their genitals. Yeah, yeah. It's just like so. It's just so. At least like I would don't you, know. I also thought I was like, oh, I would disassociate from my body. So that's I think exactly I what I was just thinking. And I was thinking, is that okay to say? Is that okay as to say out loud? I would like. I would find a place to go, and I would just yeah. go there. But like that is. But like, also, you're not going to get good money if you're not in in the game. Like, you got to be. In the that game. was the thing that Sam had. That was yeah. her talent. Was because in the game. they have like Yelp for hookers. I don't know if you've seen it, but like, I'm oh, really? I'm in some dark web areas, and like, there is a website that I have gone to where I got to see all these prostitutes that work in LA escorts. Sorry, that work in LA, and like, that's pictures of them in their lingerie, and then it's a bunch of different reviews from guys that were like, she showed up, she looked like pretty much like her picture. She had kind of a bad attitude, but when, once we got into it, she was great. Like reviews like that. Yeah, I don't think I could make very much money in LA. I because like the standard for LA sex workers, I think, is really high. Mm, I guess such board says differently. I mean, really, it, I think it would do okay. I, I think that you definitely also fall in a variety of fetish areas. I do. Yeah, yeah. Me, I'm just like white girl with twelve year old boy body. Which is desirable to many people. Many people like that. It's a different area. It's a different flav. Yeah. I'm glad that we wouldn't have to fuck the same guys for money. Whereas I am a full-figured Latina. (laughs) Which Um, is a different fetish A lot of people in LA LA love like hot Latin mommies. Yeah. Is that what what you would go as? Hot Latin mommies. What would be your sex worker name? Um... You go first. I have to think. I have to think about mine too. I was trying to stall. Okay. Um, I'm going to, we'll just like come back to it later. Maybe mine would be Margarita. That's what the, that you're stealing from this movie. I'm stealing from ta- Tanya. You are way too good to steal from Tanya, honey. You need to, <laughs> I'm going to let you think about that. Okay. So Sam talks to Emma in the back room. This is very important audio. We have to play 2149 to 2243. So we know this girl What's her name? Salome. Salome. Salome is only in this because she got rejected from American Idol. Which is so dark to me. Like, so dark. Like, like you don't have to turn to sex work to, like, afford an acting, a singing coach. But her family's Pentecostal. They won't accept her back. They don't think her Hollywood dreams are appropriate. <sighs> so she's just sucking D, waiting for the next Idol audition to come around. She literally says, Idol auditions won't come around for another eight months. Yeah, but she's just sucking the D so she can get... Oh, God, I can't believe I just said that. Um, she's just performing oral so that she can... <laughs> <laughs> so that she can uh, uh, buy a, a voice coach. Let me tell you something. And your like, girl, association you can, you can with work. me hasn't ruined your job. You can say sucking a D. <laughs> fine. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Go ahead. But girl, what? I think she could have gotten by being like a Starbucks barista and like afford a singing coach. I don't think she had to whore herself out to like, Salome, it's okay. I mean, all of these women technically could have done that. Uh, it's a choice. Well, here's the thing. Tanya loves it. Tanya loves it because she's horny as fuck. She's yeah. like, she's like, this is my favorite job. She's like, getting paid to have sex. Yes, please. At another point during the movie, she's like, I'm horny as hell, and none of these guys are going. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea. Tanya's my favorite. 
If, if you are in this for the just sheer horniness of it all, you are my favorite, favorite sex worker. Love you. You're a genius. Um, hey, ain't no shame in that game. No, exactly right. I mean, it's only sad when it's like gun to your head. Yeah. Can you do in this? In a Sam situation. Yeah. I mean, that's when it's sad. But when like, she's like, my husband's got a bum knee. My life sucks. Yeah. Tanya genuinely enjoys this. And I think she like probably cares about her clients and like, you know, there's something to be said by, by someone who genuinely enjoys their work. Yeah, I think JC is a good example of a small business owner, female small business owner. She's developed. I mean, as we said, it was probably just a two-woman operation at mm-hmm. first. And she's built out a nice little client base for herself. She's carved out a niche in, in this town. Yeah. Proud of her. So Sam puts on this like floral matching nighty set. There's like all these different outfits in the back room for the girls. Um and I wrote here, like, how do you describe this lingerie? I had a hard time with that because also, like, those women are, so, like, of so many different sizes. Like, Reba McIntyre is different than Tanya and also, like, Emma's different from <laughs> Jennifer yeah. Hewitt's. Yeah. So I don't understand how they had a variety in their closet. I just think they had zero through 12, like, in the back. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. Um. So it's a... But oh, it's, it'd be like... Oh, God. Um, like a Fredericks of Hollywood. Oh yeah, that's an upgrade of. I was gonna say maybe Sears, but you're right. I it's don't Fredericks think Sears of Hollywood. has There's- it. Like, because I was thinking, it's not expensive enough to be Victoria's Secret, although it is trashy on the same kind of level. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, a Fredericks of Hollywood. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So her first customer is a much older man that tells her that he's there as a first timer, just like her, because his wife doesn't pleasure at home. And then Sam slaps him. Um, oh, I, I noted J.L. J. Hewitt's massage work isn't great in this scene. No, she's I know. just it like lightly rubbing like, his skin. It's a lotion application. That's what Sean Bartholomew, my masseuse, and I call most massage places. Just like you're going for a lotion application. She's just like pinching. She's just kind of squeezing. It's like Play-Doh. She's just kind of squeezing the skin a little bit. Do you know what There's it no is? There's no rubbing involved. That's a deal breaker massage for me. Like if I'm dating a guy and I say like, hey, can you rub my shoulders for a second? And he does that shit. Like I'm like, you're fucking loose. Like, I I don't understand people that massage like that. Like, what happened to you? Haven't you ever seen, like, haven't you ever gotten a massage and discovered what feels good about massage? It's no. not, like, little spiders crawling on your shoulder. I've actually never gotten a massage. You need to go. I probably should. Oh, this is where I should mention that I have a cousin who's a masseuse. How's she A massage doing? therapist. And I have to say, the massage therapy community is not happy about this film. Oh, of course not. Because they're often almost always depicted as sex workers mm-hmm. and a lot of them do legitimate work. Like my cousin has a certificate in like helping women who have been through um, mastectomies mm-hmm. and like dealing with their scar tissue, not to get too serious for the pod. No, this is, we go, um, we go, we go really deep. We cover a lot of issues on this podcast. Right. And like the only positive portrayal I've seen of a masseuse and that's like been non-sexual, which is like Jennifer, not Jennifer. Shoot. She played Elaine on Seinfeld. Oh, uh, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus in this movie that she did with, um, I'm getting off track. I'm sorry. No, this is, this, we do this all the time. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Gandolfini. Oh, 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 you're we right. Saw yeah, together. we saw that together. What? That was a good movie. That yeah, was a good movie. Um, I'm going to look it up. Tavi, yeah. style rookie or whatever <laughs> was in that movie. Totally. Oh, that's right. She was like the good, the friend, the best friend that of the That launched daughter. her acting career. So, um, sorry. I'm gonna basically, um, 
Then Sam takes a phone call from her daughter while she's like in this sexy massage and her daughter won the spelling bee. Uh, she's about to lose her first client. The guy's getting up, about to walk out. What's up? Do you remember the, the word that she won for? The award she won for the that? The word that she won the spelling bee with. Oh, um, no. It was diphthong. Yes, yes, you're exactly right. God, that was weird. Which, by the way, is a sound formed by the combination of two vowels and a single syllable. Absolutely. I know that. Um, okay, so she was about to lose her first client and therefore get fired, but she decides to just strip entirely naked and he, like, is completely into it. Like, that's what she needed to do to save the day. She looked hot in this scene. She did. She looked great. She, I mean, she, Jennifer Love Hewitt... It looks great throughout this entire movie. <laughs> she does. Way to lock down that executive producer credit. Because I have to say, we've had stars come through on other movies, and they weren't cherished the way that JLH was cherished throughout this entire film. I also feel like Jennifer Love Hewitt's the kind of actress who would know like what lighting looks good on her face. Totally. You know what I mean? Well, she's crazy. That's why. I mean, <laughs> no, no. She really does have... like. Like, that's also, like, a little bit of a crazy girl quality, you mm. know? Like, that girl that's like, it's not my angle. It's not my Here's my lighting. Here's my lighting. I, yeah, when I like hear a people Mariah. talk about their lighting on Snapchat, and they're like, I'm not in good lighting right now. I'm like, you're psychotic. Like, you're a crazy person. Like, you understand this disappears in 24 hours, and also probably everyone thinks your soul is uglier than your image right now anyway. Like, who cares? And when I hear people talk about their lighting, I'm like, you're insane. You've admitted it. Get your beauty filter ass out of my life. Like, I'm over you. Um, but yes, so because Jennifer Love Hewitt is crazy, I think she had excellent lighting. On the drive home, Sam prays to her dashboard angel. See all that money right there? That's just from one day. I mean, I gotta worry about the kids and the bills and the house, right? I mean, I'm only gonna do it until we get ahead. I can do this. It's gonna be fine. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to pull over. So whatever she did that first day was enough to make her puke on the side of the road. This was disturbing to me. Yeah, the, we, we just, just so you know where the audio ends right now, we just heard her puke. Oh, why would you do that to them? Oh, oh, I forgot. Christina hates puke more than anything in the I world. I have a midophobia, which is a fear of puking, both in myself and other people. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I feel like I've probably puked in front of you so many times. You've never puked in front of me. Really? Yeah. In all these years? Like and all the puking that I do? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I'm thankful nice. for that. I'm a good friend. Here's the thing. I've never been... I don't understand... And, like, you didn't find out about my... We've been friends for about six... Or seven years now? Probably like Girl, seven years. we made friends like the day after you moved to LA. No, we made friends like... Oh, the, you yeah. lived in like... Uh, by, you lived in the ocean the first three months yeah. here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we met January 9th, 2009. At my 25th birthday! Yes. You like how I remember that date? Because mm-hmm. I, I have Jennifer Love Hewitt memory. Everyone at home is uh, like, <laughs> she's so in love with her. I love you, Molly. God, what a D. I love a flat-chested girl. <laughs> Um, anyway, (laughs) um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, so puking. Um, I, 
I was disturbed. Like, why did she ran from the driver's side all the way around to the other side of the car where the flatbed was on the passenger side? It was odd. She could have just pulled in front of the car. It's fine. Um, And also, like, the the puke noises were very aggressive. Yeah, they were aggressive. I've never been so upset that I puked before. Really? That Yeah, like, that doesn't make sense to me. That has happened to me. And I've been really upset. You know, no, totally. But you also have a massive fear of vomiting. I do. I like, I look at it as like, it's time to let it go, baby. Like, I just gotta, I just, like, I just gotta puke right now. I feel bad because I talk about puking so much, even though I hate it. Why? (laughs) Why do you feel bad about that? Um, It's a fact of life. People are probably sick of me talking about it, I think. It's okay. I think people are probably also sick of me talking about going to prison. Okay. Like, that's my biggest fear. I'm just self-conscious about just it. Just yeah. everyone. Um, but, yeah, no, I've definitely got... My mom once upset me on the phone so bad. She didn't even mean to do it. She was just venting about something, and I could feel her energy through the phone. And I was like, I had to go. So I, like, pulled over my car, and I remember I got out, and I vomited all over the side of the road in front of El Diablo at um, in Silver Lake. Oh, my God. And it was, like, noon, and I was so upset because I was like, this looks like I'm drunk. Like, this looks like I'm, I'm like, what if I get a fucking like sober DUI? Because I'm, why else would I be outside of my car in front of a bar puking? You wouldn't get a DUI. They would have tested you in the field. You would I know, a- but like, they probably would find my weed pen and like, God knows. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought like the volume of puking was a lot. It's not like for Jennifer Love Hewitt. I thought it was like a very. So You've I'm never sorry. sucked dick for a whole day. Um, That's but true. I was wondering, is that it like is true. candies, penetration? That's what I was wondering. Blows? Yeah, I, the whole time I was wondering. Going into this movie, I thought it was just like a handy situation. Yeah. A handy J. But then we see right away, the first thing we see is her going down on that old guy. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, this is way more than I was like signed up for. But there is a point in the movie where I'm like, oh, she just did total like vaginal sex rn yes like there's a point where i'm like oh she's like stepped it well no it was like the first the first client that's why she was getting naked no oh i thought she was just like you can see it all baby like that's how i interpreted that maybe yeah you're right but and then but it's it's later on when she hits her low i think that's when she started to do like regular sex i also noted in that stack of money that she had that there were a couple of singles in there and that was disturbing to me mm-hmm. so she drives down to the bar she's got to talk to d she needs some girl talk <laughs> she needs some d time they sit down and she tells d everything d is like completely dismayed <laughs> like has no idea why would d know what to do with this information although d was like oh well i love pretty woman she goes i thought pretty woman was your favorite movie uh that's what sam said and then she goes when is Julia Roberts going to make another good movie? And I was like, well, Runaway Bride wasn't that ra- wasn't that bad. I mean, she, Ocean's Eleven was great. Yeah. Did you not see Ocean's Eleven? That was out in 2010. Or um, what's the one with Rupert Everett? Oh, uh, My, My Best, Best Friend's, Friend's Wedding. Wedding. Jenks. God, what do we have? Same brain or something? I know. So, um, I don't even like Julia Roberts. That's the thing. I know. But like, I also, at the same time, I've said I for don't. like years now, if you said, like, name a famous person, for some reason, despite seeing, like, maybe four Julia Roberts films in my entire life, I would, the first person I think of is Julia Roberts. That's I don't true. know why. Like, yeah. it's always Julia Roberts right at the top of my brain. Mm. I don't know why. I'm a Sandy Bullock girl. I, you know what? I was going to say, it's Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock, but then I was like, just add it yourself. You I love keep going. Sandra Bullock um, I know, I love so it. much. I, I met her once and she was just lovely. Dee promises she won't tell her husband. And she says, what kind of woman tells her husband that someone like you is available? I also love that like 
D goes like, so what's it like? And she and Jennifer Love Hewitt's like, they all want to know that their guts are small and their Johnsons are big, even though both are staring you right in the face. Yeah, it was so good. So good. And by the way, I think the first day she easily made like seven hundo. Like there was a well, lot of money in that envelope. Yeah. Like how many clients did she see? Also, I'm apologizing for my poor accent work because I can barely maintain my Brooklyn accent at bay. You're so, good. Okay. You're good. So, um, Sam, um, just remove all of my self-conscious comments, Steven, please <laughs> <laughs> just edit all of them out. So, um, D tells her to go home. She has to go tell her fat husband that he's hot. That's funny. Thought that was funny. Yeah. D like knows her husband's a fatty and she's like, I'm just trying to keep this, this fatty at bay. So Sam has, <laughs> that's why she gets pregnant all the time. Exactly right. Well, I mean, they own a bar. They probably come home super shitty all the time and just like fuck, and that's what's going on. Indeed, does not have an IUD. No. Um. So Sam has gifts for all of the kids when she gets home, including a football for her son. Again, I'm so frustrated. She's spending the money as soon as she fucking gets it. I know. Like you owe money for the mortgage, girl. What are you doing? These people just do not like. Now I know why they're in the position that they're in. Well, here's the thing: is that I think that she figured out if I'm hauling in seven hundred a day. I mean, a house in Austin, Texas, right now is like a, a really, really like good decent house is running you like 335 so if you can only imagine in this shithole town that they live in that house probably costs one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. like if she's making 700 dollars a day she can afford a knockoff barbie for her daughter who won the spelling bee it is a knockoff barbie it was she's like it's a it's a beautiful sally like by the way i just want to like this is not a commentary on the actors but like these two like genetic specimens of like high school perfection the, the kids were not that cute the nerdiest kids in the history of cinema maybe i'm so glad you said it <laughs> because i wasn't gonna go there but i'm well sorry but i'm not no, sorry. no 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 thank you for going there because you're saying what well, you're you're my donald trump right now you're saying what i'm thinking oh, okay on. those kids were not as cute as they could have been i'm not or saying that been. they're not cute because i saying. thought they were cute in their own way i just thought they were very nerdy kids like one of them has braces the other one has glasses um well there's a reason why only the son made it to the client list the tv show they were like we got to lose that dud daughter that we cast and the and then you know the oh, baby I probably liked grew her up. though you i mean i liked her as a person but like <laughs> i'm not like she should put a shitty person of a little girl i mean girl these IMDb, these, I, these IMDb message boards are probably lit up with the worst things you've ever heard in your life about these children. And we're going to check that out in a little bit. But um, I have learned that there's a lot of darkness and really no hold back on these IMDb message boards. Um, so that's the kind of house we're running right now. Um, the son's like, does this mean I can play football? And she's like, yep. And Rex is like, we can, she says to Rex, we can officially afford this. And Rex throws the ball at his son. He totally misses it. Rex like Wh- doesn't even like pick up on the fact that like she is no longer has, she has no concern from her brand new massage job. All of a sudden she well, has he, no concern. He kind of gives her a look and he's like, how can we afford this? And she's like, oh, we're making good money now. It's fine. And like, that's where I was like, he's a piece of shit because he like, doesn't give it a second thought. So he's totally fine with being like a kept man. I know. Well, cause I not literally that there's anything wrong with being like the woman being the breadwinner of the household. No, but he's currently not earning any money No, and she's pulling in like $700 for her like massage job. And he doesn't give it a second thought because 
I don't know if this was supposed to make us feel worse for Rex in the end that he had no questions about his wife's honesty. But oh, like, no, if I my- was just like, he's a piece. Like the first time I was watching it, I was like, he's a piece of crap. And like, he doesn't. Like, he's fine with whatever... He's fine as long as he's living high on the hog. I think both you and I know that if our significant other came home and all of a sudden our significant financial issues were all of a sudden solved, it'd be like, are you selling your hole? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, what I'd be like, are what? you doing? Okay, I'd be like, what's going on here? I would absolutely know. I was exactly. like, social media does not pay that much. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, free... Like being a contractor for um, social media does not pay that much. Mm-mm. So please tell me what you're doing. Is that what your dream significant other does in this scenario? No. Is this so, is you know, con- I've never even given it that much thought. What's your, I- you think about that and your, and your hooker name. Okay. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Sam drives out to the massage parlor and we get a nice little montage of her coming in and out of various rooms in different lingerie. She this changes her lingerie every, great, great She scene. looks great. Zippy. The black lingerie was like the best when she had her, like I was, I, I well, it a, always is. I have a note. I, <laughs> I wrote sexy montage. JLH looks best with her hair down. That black lingerie though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys who are too into like pink lingerie really freak me out. Pigtails freak me out. Pigtails freak me out. Pink lingerie freaks me out. I mean, not like all the time, but like if you love to see a girl in pink, there's something wrong with you. Like guys, there's some guys that love to see. Once I was dating a guy and I had a pink ponytail holder on. He goes, oh, that's so hot. I'd be like, I was that's, like, that's disgusting. It's a fucking, I'm, I'm, it's utilitarian. I'm trying to keep my hair off my neck. I'd be like, like this <laughs> color is too close to the gender binary for me. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so Sam walks into the bank where she met the loan officer earlier and she throws a fat stack of cash down on his desk. Oh wait, I like this because she like, during the montage, she's like, she finds out what an actuary does. What? No, she's just like, oh, what do you do? Like to one of her clients, she's mm-hmm. just like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm an actionary. She's like, what is that? What is it? I don't know. Okay. So we don't find out. It cuts to like her walking confidently in the same black cocktail dress to the bank mm-hmm. where she slams down the cash. So then Sam brings her daughter to the orthodontist. And I was like, Ma'am, you can't do that. You need a deposit slip. That's true. I was like, <laughs> dude, how, how do you know he even remembers your name? This man barely remembers giving you a mortgage. Like, why are you just throwing around? I mean, are you that rich? Yeah. But I mean, he's not going to forget those titties. He sees them coming. <laughs> the money hits the desk. He's like, oh, I know. And what also, house like, that if you're doing to. illegal stuff like sex work, you can't throw down like that much cash around like that that raises your profile mm-hmm. like you have to find a way to launder that or at I least like she knew deposit to- like incrementally again mm-hmm. just because she has a great memory doesn't necessarily equate her intelli- her intelligence yeah you're right you're right you're exactly right you're right you're right and now I know I'm gonna ask you when I finally give in and start whoring myself I'm gonna be like all right so give me the basics where do I keep the cash um so Sam is being given jewels by multiple customers a necklace a watch she opens up each one and says um to each guy as she opens it this is beautiful this is why you are my favorite customer and each one has a variety like has a different accent 
each client that gives her a oh, gift yeah. to, to, to display that like men are coming from around the world to mm-hmm. have to Loreen, Texas mm-hmm. to have sex with her. Mm-hmm. So then she's at church inside. A woman is showing her friend her watch and then she's saying he just gave it to me right out of the blue. It's her first client yeah. ever. The first one, the one that she slapped and told her that she should him that she should do something nice for his wife, like buy her a nice watch um, sitting right there next to her. So she has to sit She's sweating like a whore in church, literally. Literally. Sitting in front of this couple, knowing that, like... Here's my, here's my question. What? First of all, like, she, she should have peeped him from, like, before she sat down in that pew. Mm-mm. Second of all, they go to the same church. Like, it's established early on in the movie that um, Loreen is about an hour's drive mm-hmm. from whatever town that JLH yep. is in. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was doing this kind of work, I think I would drive further than an hour away. Yeah. Just to avoid like any sort of, she seemed put out at first by how far away it was. And I was like, what do you want to do this? Like three doors down? Like, what are you crazy? Yeah. Um, so let's play. Oh, Sam is out to dinner with her girlfriends. Uh, Whatever you two want to tell me. Thanks, Sam. The girls. You know, I know you're not supposed to say it, but I just love having money. Loving it? Maybe just a little too much? Oh, Dee, come on. You know I've always dreamt of not having to look at price tags. And Rex didn't suspect anything? I mean, the watch, the earrings, the necklace. What do you tell him? That they're all fake. Come on. Men don't know from jewelry. Well, that's the truth. You know what's weird? Nobody even wants an explanation. It's like, I'm Santa Claus. Just as long as I keep giving them presents, they can see me soaring through the sky with flying reindeer. Don't worry. I know what I'm doing. I just wrote, this is, I wrote these notes at midnight last night. I don't really know what I was trying to write. I know that this is where Sam, like, tries to pick up the check for all of... I wrote this in caps. I was like, she's buying her friend's lunch. Why? Again, I don't mean to hammer this point home enough, but, like, she's in this for the money. She should be saving every dime that she comes through. That's true. That's true. But like, this is a girl that's always wanted the finer things. That's the thing. And she's finally getting it. Yes. And she's like, she's always dreamed of never looking at the price tag. Yeah. She loves money. I know girls like this and it kills me. That's what, that was my note. I'm reserving. I wrote, so she obviously does not knows what she d- does. I don't know what I was trying to write. Like, that's really scary. Were like, you I sober? St- I had a dead sober I came home I had to do this right after all day of shooting the documentary yesterday I was up until like one o'clock in the morning doing this my phone fell behind my bed when I was sleeping and I started to hear my alarm like really softly I was like fuck because I had to be in Santa Monica at like 9 a.m today so I was like oh fuck like I know me like if my body's just like on a good one sleeping because I was having crazy dreams I was like it could be 1 p.m like Ryan Bailey, my producing partner, could never be. He may never speak to me again okay. after what I've done to him. It was it was eight a.m. I was fine. By the way, if Listen. I haven't said this enough, I think I've said it a few times on social media. Thank God for Allie Ward. She held me the fuck down. I what would I have done if she was just as as fucked up as I was? That would have been crazy. Yeah, I can't say that I. I am in the same position because I've had two glasses of wine. So that's a lot for you. It is a lot for me. I've seen Christina shit faced once. Yes. It was my birthday. No, I know, but like that's you've never drank again. Like you've never gotten like 
hammered like that. Well, it's because like that one time I was like so humiliated. I know. And that that's what hurts my heart because like, well, motherfucker like, can't get let, let, let loose without being made fun of. Like, I always hate a situation where it's where it's just um like, oh, you're so drunk. Like, it's just like, can a bitch be messy for a second and without having like to call it like to call you out? Like, I'm not a messy bitch, but like sometimes I like to get messy. Here's the thing is that I will tell you this is that I think that people hang a lantern on it because and whenever you do anything out of character, it is the best thing ever. <laughs> Like, it's my favorite thing ever. Like, I even just love having you uh, as a guest on my podcast right now because normally you'd never do this. And not only are you so prepared and you're doing great, but, like, you've drank two glasses. Of wine. I'm just proud of you right now. Like, I get so <laughs> proud of you whenever you, I'm like, fuck yes, Christina. Like, get after it. Like, hell yes. Like, I'm consistent. Like, you're always, like, picking up after my messes. You are always there for me. Like, you are the best. I'm cons- I'm consistently a little bit out of control, but also very in control and also kind of a big pain in the ass. And Christina's just like, you know, you can be a pain in the ass in some ways, but like you never like get buck. No, I mean, <laughs> I, because when I get buck, I get buck. You know what I mean? Like I just like, it goes like I, I, there's no middle ground for me in any sort of reality in my life. Right. Emotionally, I'm always at a two or a 10 and also like my buckness is at a two or a 10. Yeah. If there's no like a five or six. It's yeah. always like a 10 or 11. I'm trying to find that. I think in uh, 2017, I'll try to find that five. No, I don't have time for it. I could just operate at a two and once a year, once or twice a year, I'll be at tw- a 12. <laughs> the look on Christina's face gives me. No one makes me laugh like Christina, you guys. So Sam and Rex lay awake in bed. Rex can't sleep because he feels guilty that he can't provide for his family. I hate him. She offers to massage him because he needs a massage after a long day of sitting around on his bum knee, getting drunk while Sybil Sybil Shepherd refolds. Not doing a damn thing, by the way. Not doing a damn thing. He's not working. No. Here's the thing. So like the first time watching, I was like, this motherfucker sucks. Like he's the worst. like his wife is pulling in all the money, like <laughs> selling herself out. Yeah. Like he's terrible. But the second time around, I was like, you know, the actor did a pretty good job of like referencing the bum knee. Yeah. There are a couple times where he like gets up he's and like, he's kind of slow. Yeah. He rubs the knee. And like, you know, my, like not to get personal, but like my dad's been through some stuff mm-hmm. and like chronic pain. I think people who deal with chronic pain, chronic pain don't get enough sympathy. True. It's a really tough thing to bear, not to get Absolutely. too serious in pod, but it's a really tough thing to bear that I don't think people have enough compassion for yes. because it's like, why aren't you better already? And it's like your body's not like you haven't figured out what's wrong or the thing with chronic pain is no one understands it until yes. they've experienced mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I feel. I've had bad n- neck pain my whole life and I'm like, no one knows. They're like, oh, your neck hurts. Oh, OK. Yeah. Like, this is totally different. But no one knows chronic pain until they've experienced yeah, it. Yeah. So like I like the second time upon viewing this, I was like putting that lens on it and I was projecting a lot the second time. Where do you think he uh, learned that? Do you think that was in the director or do you think that this actor has experienced some sort of chronic pain in his life? I, well, I know cause I've seen Rex, the actor who plays Rex on masters of sex, but he's also like a career actor and he's actually legitimately a good actor. Mm-hmm. So I think he f- informed that upon himself. He spent some time doing the knee work. Yes. Or maybe he was just being method and he like purposely threw out his knee love for this that. production. I, I don't know. That. 
he's broke. If he did that, he's real broke. So when she offers some massage and Rex is like, no, you've been doing all, that all day. And she's like, not to anyone that looks like you. Good oh, line. Gosh. So he apologizes for what happened at D's when he got wasted. She's like, I love you. No big deal. Also, at this point, she's been um, doing sex work for quite some time. Yeah. And like, no wonder she's exhausted. Right. right. And I was wondering this, like she's been you know, servicing men. Oh, wait, this isn't the rejection scene. No, but I mean, like, she's been servicing men. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get the stamina to, like, bring it home and, and like, do that at husband? Ho- do that at home. Well, not to have sex with her husband. Like, isn't her. She's it's not. Art- ha- wait, she's not having sex with him yet in this one. Yeah. This but I'm just saying, okay. like, I was trying to think of, like, how's larger- she doing it all? Yeah. I don't know how she does it. Like, isn't her vagina exhausted? Probably. Her fucking whole body. I mean, how can you come home and massage someone? All I think about when I'm getting a massage is like, what do you do with your hands? Like, when you are not working. Oh, uh, they do exercises to, like... Strengthen and... Strengthen and also, like, um, not like kind of massage, but also just, like, you know, like, stretch and relax their muscles. Because it's very, like, um, impactful on the hands. I should uh, get get to learn some of those from my iPhone had, 6s Plus because that thing threw my shoulder out. We so should have big. had Sean Bartholomew here as like a, a professional consultant. <laughs> we should have actually. That would have been great to have Sean Bartholomew come in, apply some holistic messaging to this. Well, whole no, situation. I mean we could turn to him as an expert and be like, "How do you deal with rubbing up on people all day? Not in a sexual way, like professionally." I've let Sean massage my boobs. Yeah, to For drain, to drain the, yeah. Yeah, drain, you gotta, and, and it's weird, but it's also not weird. It's actually like you just forget they're your boobs. So the next day at the spa, Sam runs into her nemesis's husband at the parlor, and she's like, you need to get out. So like, that's like goes to show she still has some morals to her. She's a good, good chick. And he says, don't you want to stick it to her? And she's like, not by you sticking it to me. Jim. Sam. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? What do you think I'm doing here? Oh, this is embarrassing. Well, I won't tell if you won't tell. There's nothing to tell. It never happened. I know your wife. So what? She treats you like dirt. Don't you want to stick it to her? Not by you sticking it to me. Now get on out of here. Go. All right. So now it's Christmas morning. <laughs> the kids wake up to the biggest bounty that Santa has ever left them. It's ridiculous. Sam tells Rex that his present is outside. Hey. What? <laughs> what are you doing? What is this? Open your eyes. Surprise. No, you didn't. I did. Oh, Sam. I don't even know what to say. I mean, thank you. I got something for you, but... Wow, next to this. Oh, what the heck. Well, Rex Horton Training. It's an exterminating company. And the money's not great. But did you know there are more rats in East Texas than there are in New York City? Sexy. Don't even get me started on cockroaches. It's real good. No, it's gross. But it's a start. She's gotten him a new bike. Better than <sighs> ever, baby. Again, like, girl, what do you, you, what do you, she's getting in too deep now. She's getting in too deep now. And also, like, I don't know how they did this with makeup, but like, JLH looks tired. She looks beat up. She looks beat 
Yeah, it's they actually did a really good job with this. So her mom tells her she's looked ti- she looks tired too. Yeah, and it's like a little bit of squinting work coming from Jennifer Love Hewitt to make her look tired. Yeah, she's she's doing that, and but it's just so like just Sybil Shepherd is like unrelenting. Like she is just I know mothers like this. Yeah, it's bad. It's I have an aunt that's like this. Yes, and it's really damaging. That like will fuck up a person's life. Yeah, it really it it really does, and it's just like I don't know. So she gets him a motorcycle, and I'm I'm. I'm wondering at this point, how is he not questioning this at all? Because he's a moron. Because he takes everything from her. Um, so he's <laughs> like, I've got, I've got a present for you. It's not as good, but something. So he hands her a little jewelry box, and you're like, ooh, what's this, right? She opens it up. It's a name tag that says Rex for an extermination company. He's gotten a job as an exterminator, his gift to her was a company name tag that I'll have to take back to put on a polo. I just realized we didn't talk about this when this scene happened, but during the gas station scene, he talks about how he was like standing outside a Home Depot adjacent, mm-hmm. um, trying to get work as a day laborer so he can afford his nerdy kids like football gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and he couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, everyone in town knows you have a bad knee. They're going to pick the other day workers over you. I mean, how embarrassing, though, would that be if you never left your small town, you were the most popular guy in school, and now you're a fucking day laborer? But also, like, don't day labor in your own neighborhood. Yeah, that's true. I mean, in L.A., like, I have to be honest, when I pull up to Home Depot, I'm like, don't make eye contact with the day laborers. Oh, they don't even bother with me. They don't? Yeah, because they probably figure that I have another Hispanic man at my house. That's true. Like, <laughs> it's probably true they do waves and smiles She's for me fine. i get a wave and a smile no, i get nothing just people like, think i work at home depot i wore a cor- i made the mistake of wearing a coral shirt to home depot and someone was like <laughs> someone was like ma'am where are the hammers and i was like i'm not even wearing a smock like, it's just like this shirt is coral <laughs> But I hate it when people like, all right, I understand. And then I was like, aisle seven, because I, I knew where the No, <laughs> see, this is what I'm getting at, is that is that I have sometimes will ask someone I know is another customer, will be like, hey, do you know where the milk is? And they're like, I don't work here. And I'm like, yeah, but you probably know where the fucking milk is, so just tell me. Like, I don't need your resume, asshole. I'm Tell me sure. the layout of the goddamn store. I'm pretty sure it's being profiled, though. Um, I, yeah, it is profiling, you're right. <laughs> But I'm just saying, I am clueless. I This girl sent me to go get milk in Austin. I asked her, I'm like, hey, where's the milk? Because I need a milk for my coffee. She gave me the worst <laughs> fucking directions of my life. By the way, it's the first Whole Foods in America. So there's a goddamn live band playing. There's a wine tasting in the back. It's like the most hype Whole Foods in the history of Whole Foods ever. Yeah, I love a hype Whole Foods. So I get back to the register because I'm trying to do one of those things where Allie's like getting our shrimp cocktail or whatever else that was too cheap, cheap to pay for at the hotel that I was like, we have to go to Whole Foods and get it. Um, and I said to the woman, I was like, no offense, girl. I was like, those were the worst directions of my life. And like, she gave me really fucking bad directions. She sent me to the seafood section for milk. And so I, Jeez. and then like, you know what you should have done? Look for someone in a green smock. But she was where she was fucking working behind the cashier oh, counter. I can't. Yeah. And yeah. I and then she like took it way too personally. And I'm like, excuse me, bitch. Have you never received criticism? Like I am telling you like and I'm saying it with a smile. I'm like, girl, no offense. But those are the worst directions that anyone's ever given me. And she's like, OK, um, do you want a bag? Like it was just like I really I was like, 
Did you never, did you get every starring role in a high school play? Like, have you never had a dream? Like, why are you, why is this so hard for you to take some constructive criticism that's coming from a girl who's obviously had some drinks on a plane and a you smile know, on her she's face? She's a cashier at Whole Foods. She doesn't need constructive criticism. You're exactly fucking right. Not to shade people who are cashiers at Whole Foods. I'm going down the tubes on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Spinning out of control. Should not have had that second glass of wine. I think you are right in control. Wags, get off my computer. All right. Speaking of that, now something is going on that I've never seen my computer do. My little nephew. Um, so Sam prays to her silver dashboard angel on her way to work. <laughs> Another busy day for her. She walks into the dressing room where she sees Emma, who's getting ready. Um the two-way mirror Salome. curtain, Salome. The two-way mirror curtain is open a bit, just enough so they can both see through. Oh, there's a bunch of guys out there. Who knew this business had a holiday rush? Not the only people this time of year. No, it can't be. It can't be. What? What can it be? What is it? She's a preacher from my church. We're in the brown sweater, the choir game for Secret Santa. I picked out that sweater. home and idol auditions aren't for another six months. Maybe you can always go home. As a parent, I always tell my kids. Will you pray with me? I gotta get back inside, but you know what? That Christian Fellowship Lodge, it's, it's right over there. Say one for me, would you? That's when she realizes that it's her preacher. Oh, yes. There to get a handy. And he's like, he's wearing the sweater that they got him for Secret Santa that she picked out for him. Yeah. And it was like a brown sweater. Yeah. I mean, who gets their preacher a brown sweater for Christmas? I mean, what I've else never, do you get him? I mean, look, I've never belonged to a small town church. Yeah. I don't. And I wasn't that... I wasn't that active in the church when I was a religious person, mm -hmm. um, except for college. So I can't, I can't speak to how accurate this is. I can imagine they got him a sweater. <laughs> that seems right. I think that we definitely were like, yeah, I think my Nana definitely like got things for the priests that she knew. Did you my know grandma, that my grandma used to like iron and wash their robes. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. That's it was like nice. a privilege for her. That's very nice. And I was like, oh, grandma. Um, I found out later in or life abuela. that one of our um, priests was dismissed. We were all so sad when he left. Father such and such. I forget his name. Probably shouldn't say it anyway. Um, he was asked to leave because he was an alcoholic. Oh, I know. They wouldn't get sad. him help. Uh, maybe they did, but he was, I mean, there, he, I mean, he would not be the first alcoholic priest. I no, not at all. But in certainly an alcoholic priest is like one of the least offensive things that we know that priests are capable of, uh, in they cover up. Truth. For. Uh, but, and by the way, I'm not, I, 
no diss. Like I loved being Catholic in some ways and had was oh, never, I did too. was never, never had a situation uh, with a no, priest. No, not with it. a priest. Um, so, <laughs> so Sam leaves this young religious, just like fucking emotionally blind to Emma out on the side of the street. And she says like, go talk to the Christian fellowship across the street. Which I was like, why is there a, why are they located across the street from a Christian fellowship? I don't think they were thinking. Because, like, those people, like, okay, so I don't want to say those people, because that's, like, not the correct terminology I want to use for this situation. But uh, more often than not, people who volunteer at churches tend to be older in age. Mm -hmm. And that generation has a lot of time on their hands, and I Mm -hmm. feel like they would, and this comes into play later in the movie, but, like, they would notice some stuff going down. Oh, yeah. Like, why is it only men going to this massage parlor? My grandmother, no matter who we drove past on the street, no matter where we were, my grandmother would look at them and say, who's that? And we'd all be like, Nana, no one knows who that is. It's just some man. <laughs> like, why do you need to know who it is? Like, yeah. it was the, Nana's who's that was famous. Who's that? We don't know, Nana. <laughs> just some guy. Um, so Emma walks up. Okay, so, oh, no, there's a little bit of a montage where the women are just, like, working their asses off. It's a busy day at the massage parlor. Mm-hmm. Emma walks up to the fellowship and says. Oh, no, pl- wait. Wait. So she's like. She, she Emma leaves because she's so distraught that we I did that. Yeah. Did that. Oh okay. no, no, no. We didn't talk about how JLH was like. Go talk. To I the can't pray with you. We just played all the audio. She, oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I don't know how this works. No, you're good. It's it's hard because the audio. I should start writing down more specifically what the audio is. Yeah. So after this massage montage, all the women are busy. Emma walks up to the fellowship and says, "Excuse me. So sorry to interrupt." I think God wants me to tell you what's going on at that health spa across the way. So Emma totally just rats them out. Mm -hmm. Fucking bitch move. And ultimately, like, it was Sam's fault. Yeah. Because she was the one who told Emma to go go over that Christian fellowship and pray with them. I can't pray with you right now. I got to get on my knees, girl. Yeah. Why couldn't she pray with her? I think she was, like, disassociated with her relationship with God because of what she was doing. What about that? There was a conversation. Dashboard angel. There was well, like that's that's between her and like the dashboard private. Angel. Yeah, it's like there's some things that you can do like on your own that you can't do with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that like there was a conversation that happened in the beginning of the film where she was just like, you know, God. Emma says to her, you know, God watches everything, mm-hmm. and Sam says like, I can't think about that right now. True. So there's like there's an established connection between like Sam not being able to like publicly, at least in front of another person, especially in front of Emma, who's very young, um, talk about her relationship with God or, you know, I think at that point, even though she's talking, cause she stopped talking to her dashboard angel mm-hmm. in the film. And I think it's around this time. Yeah. She's shamed. So I think she's too ashamed to, um, have a, rela- have a relationship with God right now. Yeah, word. So Sam leaves in a big-ass hurry. She has to get home. She's barely making it to her son's game that her husband is coaching. She missed his touchdown. Apparently, um, the kid covering him was stung by a bee. That was the only reason why he got it. Oh, yeah, because like the kid had a fear of bees. Mm-hmm. The son has a fear of bees, but he got over it. And Dee uh, is there, and she says... Um, 
I'd love to say there'd be many more, but I just I'm like I just wrote in this, these notes. LOL, Brady blows at football. Good one, Malls. But I think that last night I genuinely was laughing my ass off in bed about how bad this child is supposed to be at football. Like they really drove. They're like, no. In case you're at home and you're wondering if this kid has an ounce of athletic ability, he does not. He's a fucking mess. Like, These kids need to be involved in some STEM programs, like some science and technology programs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Brady's which more science-minded. Fi- yeah, which would be beneficial financially for them as well. Yeah. But this is a family that's focused on looks mm-hmm. and popular perception. And that's what made me really weep for those kids because... Again, this is me projecting. Like I grew up a science-minded person mm-hmm. in a family in an extended family that was very focused on looks and appearance and adhering to certain like gender norms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like women were supposed to wear makeup and be pretty, and that's not what I was interested in. And my mother always encouraged me about that, you mm-hmm. know. But I like, but my extended family was just like, "Why don't you wear makeup? Like, what's wrong with you?" <sighs> Not to get dark. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you're you are who you are. I understand. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, this was like a lot of it had to do with like the fact that like one of my other cousins who was close in age to me was dyslexic, and so mm-hmm. they never felt comfortable emphasizing like my intelligence, mm-hmm. but they never felt ashamed of emphasizing like her beauty. Abs. Oh my god. No, I have like a whole thing with like the beautiful one. Like that's my concept behind it. Is that I was always told. Fiona's the beautiful one, Elizabeth's the smart one, and you're the one that everyone wants to be around. Mm-hmm. And like that was I never got told any of that. That was my that was my being pulled aside and told like, no, 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 you're not the smartest or the prettiest, but we like you the most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The messaging. And also like I feel for the little daughter in this situation because you and I both come from families where like our moms are beauties. Yeah. And we're just kind of the ugly little trolls that came out of them. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, but like that is really it, my mom is like by far my aunt Sarah is really a stunner too, but like my mom is like obnoxiously beautiful and always was and in the seventies had hair down to her butt and like was just like the a queen uh right and like my mom is like also very pretty mm -hmm. and she's also very feminine which is something that like i don't share with her like i feel bad because like i think she would have loved having a daughter that was like into dresses yeah yeah, yeah. jewelry and stuff like that which hopefully like my niece is into and she can like live through that i can already tell your niece will be into that she is okay um but christina's niece is the cutest you guys she's adorable um, but yeah, so, but my mom has always accepted me for who I was, mm-hmm. um, and also kind of like was intrigued by it and thrived in it and like was into it. Diana's a shit. Yeah, she's no awesome. Sybil Shepherd. Okay. So no, she's no Sybil Shepherd. My aunt is the Sybil Shepherd of this. Sam tells Dee she's spread too thin. Dee tells her to quit. She says she can't. The house she lives in needs a new roof and Rex may, uh, buy the extermination company he's working for. Which I was wow. like, how does he go from trainee to like buying the company? Because she's and big like, bucks, big bucks, Sam over there. Not that much time has passed. Mm-mm. So like now he's investing his future into being an exterminator. Yeah. He hasn't like, and it's established later on in the film that they're 28 mm-hmm. or at least that she is 28. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like he should not be working in physical labor. If no. he has a bad knee and mm-hmm. if, if it's as painful as it My is for My exterminator him. has crawled into the goddamn house before. That's not an easy job. Wheeler Pest Control was here yesterday. Yeah. 
he should have just like watched some Excel videos on YouTube and become like a data analyst or something. Absolutely. So the next day at work, the girls are all talking about how Emma's been missing since the holidays. Mm. Tanya's saying that she's bored because Sam is stealing all the customers. She's horny as hell. Uh, Sam has gotten clients to fly in from Germany and three proposals. Um, She's also has like three clients in one sitting in like one sitting. Like absolutely. three clients are They're like you got her. a client in room one, room four, and you just finished the guy in room seven. Like it's like she's <laughs> run. Sam is running the place. She's like she's like you got to hurry up and get to the client in room six because he's gotten flight in an hour. Yeah, it's crazy. So Sam comes in. She's trying to pour some coffee for herself. The pot's empty. She's got two guys waiting for her. Um, this was a weird line. She says, I'm sorry, the last guy was in real estate and he wouldn't stop crying. Was that because like of the economic climate and the real estate situation gonna, in 2010? Yeah, I'm going to have to go. Yeah, because this happened at the height of the like. 2008 um, was the worst economic, year ever. Yeah. And this came out in 2010. <laughs> 2009 was really the worst year, but it was 2008 was the worst year for people who were making real money. Also the year I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. So... It was nice to it was nice to graduate into that climate. Oh yeah, Tanya also said that the escort business was recession proof. Well, I'm sorry, but I gotta know what could she possibly be doing that we're not? I mean, there's only so many places to put things and so many things to put in them. Um, Sam sees one of her regular customers. This is where we learn her trick. Why she's so popular? Pecan sandies with crushed hazelnuts. Can't believe you remember. Of course I did. Aunt Julie used to make them for you when you went to Alabama. Amazing. My wife can't even remember how I like my eggs. Scrambled with hot sauce. Now, Ooh. did Ruth Ann get that part? What the what? She wanted the princess roll. She got the funny fairy godmother. Well, you just tell her that the funny parts are the ones everyone remembers. Bingo. Lay on down. Yes, ma'am. So she, like, remembers everything about these guys. She knows them inside and out. Now we see her. She's driving home. She's barely awake. She almost crashes her car into two different trucks. She'll probably take that as a sign, but she wakes up the next day, and she's at kind touch. Sam is finishing up a massage, and her customer tells her he can't have his favorite girl falling asleep at the mm-hmm. wheel. He gives her a bag of cocaine. See, this is where the movie really kicked it up a notch for mm-hmm. me. I was just, like, kind of whatever, and then I was like, oh, mm-hmm. some sort of drug situation. And I have a note here that said, you know, if Sam's calling is that she is, if this is Sam's calling, then let her do it. Sexual healing is important. Absolutely. So this is, she's like, I've never even done weed. I don't want to do anything more illegal than what I'm already doing. And he slides a bag of coke into her purse anyway. He's like, just take this in case you want it for later. I was shocked that Sam did this. So because her character is so like morally like found. Well, she wasn't going to do the coke at this point. Yeah, like, she wasn't. She was like, you know, she just was like, all right, I guess I've got coke in my bag. Like that was real. I mean, and and as a person who's never even smoked weed to confidently be driving around with an eight ball of coke mm. in your purse is wild. Like wild. That's insane. Like I would never even buy cocaine like directly from a. I would never even want it in my possession in a moving vehicle. I've never no. All right, yeah. No, I've it's not never been in the vicinity. It's not two thousand eight anymore. That's when I was doing Coke. Uh two thousand eight, right in the middle of that sweet recession we were talking about. Uh, so anyway, um Sam's daughter wakes her up in the evening and tells her that there's a bake sale tomorrow morning. Everything is castle themed. She needs to bake a cake that looks like a castle. Sam struggles in the kitchen to stay awake. I'm pissed at this moment because I'm just like, What the fuck was the husband doing? 
Why like, can't Rex bake the fucking cake? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been too busy or killing least, ants like, all day. Guess I, what she's been doing? <laughs> <laughs> when did she kill a hundred ants? She's been doing like serious physical labor. Like he's just been spraying like raid everywhere. Po- yeah. Poison like, that causes autism. Least, yeah. <laughs> Not proven by science. Probably um, though. <laughs> she like he couldn't even assist with like the sifting of the flour. Like why is she the only one involved? It in seemed this? like he didn't even know she was down there. Where he wasn't even anywhere in the scene because she's like falling asleep on the bed and her her daughter's like physically shaking her like mom stop making me hate my crush so <laughs> um she's like a good mom a good mom would get this done I gotta do this so she decides to dip into the coke by morning we do a smash cut too obviously the most gigantic cake with a castle with a fudge draw bit bridge and a moat and like it's just like the craziest. Thing. It's like was the drawbridge remote controlled or not? I can't. I don't know if that like her coke brain. I think. I think that they were definitely moving the drawbridge up and down with their finger. I think. Okay. But still, like, there's a moving drawbridge on a cake that will be eaten. That is yeah. crazy. What are you like? Uh, what is the ace of cakes over there? <laughs> like she does Duff. cocaine one time. By the way, you guys, if you do coke once, you will not turn into ace of cakes. If you do cocaine <laughs> once, you will turn into a pathological liar. Talked. I mean, I'm surprised she didn't just wake up Rex and tell him that she was his best, like he was her best friend or something. That's what you do on coke. <laughs> you <laughs> you know said what? that to me during this podcast. Dude, are you're you my best friend. No, I'm not. But like, <laughs> you know, that's what it makes you want to do. So next day at work, a cokey Sam makes her way into the client's room. We find out that she is always stuck in the restroom between shifts now. I wrote, I am V unsure about JLH's coke acting. Mm-hmm. I've never. I think it was very good, actually. Okay. It was very good. I've never done that. It was, so I don't know how accurate that is. It was awesome. Okay. Like, I have to say, she did a great job with that. And I was like, Jennifer, love Hewitt. What have you done? Um, so Sam and her mom are watching The Bachelor. She's uh, rubbing her hands impatiently the entire time. You can tell she just wants to go to the bathroom and, like, get her Coke on. Um her mom's making some shitty comments about her weight. She's saying you're losing a lot of weight. And she's like, well, you're gaining a lot of weight. Yeah. Like, typical shit. So then Sam She's like, up. if I can't talk about your weight, what makes you think you talk about mine? Exactly. Yeah, sorry for my terrible She's fighting sexist. back now. She's fighting back. So now... And she's wearing baggy clothes in the scene to demonstrate like her weight list. baggy. Yeah. yeah. Sam, you look thin. Not again. You've lost weight. Yeah, you've gained weight. Samantha Dale Horton. You can comment on my weight, but I can't comment on yours. Because it's rude. Yeah, it is. Wait a minute, he's just about to give her the flower. I predict he picks someone with a bigger chest. You say that every year. I'm gonna keep saying it until I'm wrong. Mama, are you gonna get more Coke? What'd you just say? I want one too. I'll take a beer. Can I please just go to the bathroom? Her daughter asks her to, if she's going to go grab a Coke. <laughs> and Sam turns around like, what? What? And I'm like, do you, I know that you're on one girl. I know you've been away for three she's days. She's jonesing. She's jonesing hard in this scene. But like, I wrote, yeah, so Sam's on a good one at this point. She's in. Like, she is locked into her addiction now. So the next day at Kind Touch, Sam runs into her client that brought the coat to begin with. She tells him that she needs more. And he's like, well, my guy's out of town right now. It might take me a few days. And she's like, please call him anyone, just someone, anyone. I'll make it worth your while. And then this is where I think I, now she's fucking for coke. So this is where I think that she started to do vaginal. The, yeah, this is a dark turn. Really? Yeah. I thought she was doing it like from the jump. I don't know. I mean, because why is she saying I'll make it worth your while? And he's like, now I'm, now you're talking. Like if she's- Molly, she earned enough money to buy her husband a motorcycle for Christmas. I know, but like 
what did she how did what what she do full-blown anal like what did she do with this man to to express to him how badly she wanted coke well here's the thing i think they were wrapping up their session Uh i think she was going for another round for free for coke okay i did not read it that way or maybe she did do i was thinking um, maybe she was doing blowjobs and then she's like let's just fuck i'm not sure i'm pretty sure there was more than you know bajays happening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Sam wakes up late and turns on the so- on the shower. The first thing she does is look at herself in the mirror and she looks like shit, but she starts doing coke anyway. I wonder how they made her look so terrible. Was dark circles, like good makeup, like dark circles. She probably did like... More squinting acting from JLH. She probably did like not drink water for a couple of days. She probably took water pills and like really dieted down for like those couple of days. Mm. Oh yeah, I, I wondered if she dieted down for like the skinniness of it all. Yeah, you know, that can be water pills a lot of the time. What are water pills? Oh, um, I used to abuse them when I was anorexic. You, um, They basically <sighs> just suck all the water up in your body and you have to drink a shit ton of water. Basically, it just makes you look, it just, ke- it takes all the bloating out of your body. I because see, you're like so, salty, yeah. And so you have to, um, you have to drink a shit ton of water. There was, scene, there was a scene earlier when she's like judging for Coke and her mom's talking about her weight where her husband was like, should I go check on her? And like, Sybil Shepherd's like, no, she's fine. Women in our family have a have a pea-sized bladder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, the husband should have checked on her. This is again Rex being a not great husband. What are they still in high school? She has, oblivious. Ask, she has to ask her mom. Like, what the hell, Rex? <sighs> God damn it, so, Rex. Oh, this is great. This I is was rooting for great you, Rex. coke acting here. So Sam takes her daughter to the bathroom to um, at the doctor to get a pee sample. Great coke acting here. Yes, you can. I can. I'll turn on the water. That doesn't help. You're gonna have to try. I can't. Just stop saying it. Do you hear me? Stop it. Stop saying it. Stop saying it. Stop saying it. Okay. I'll do it. I'll try. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Mama's just having a bad day, okay? Go on up to the waiting room. I'm gonna be right there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So it's great because in the waiting room, she's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Give me the pee cup. Like, she's really bitchy to the receptionist Mm -hmm. in a weird way. Then she completely freaks on her daughter. She collapses on the floor of the waiting room, and her shit's just like, this is her emotional low point. We've reached the character's emotional low point. Yeah. Later that night in bed, Rex wants to bone, but she's not down. She's like, not tonight. I just can't. Which, like, have they been fucking every night since she's been doing this? I I just don't know how she has the stamina to do that, too. Because it's just like, aren't you kind of like... Isn't, like... I don't know how to word this appropriately. But, like, her vaginal walls can't be, like... It's a little little raw down there. That's why I was thinking she wasn't doing full-blown penetration. (laughs) That's why I thought that wasn't going on. The fact that you abbreviated penetration. Sure. So Sam handcuffs the guy to the massage table, and he can tell that she's, like, not the same as usual. Um, He wants to talk to her about, like, his mom that's coming in, his his mother-in-law that's coming into town, his daughter, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she's like, can we just get the job done? And like, she's really impatient. Mm-hmm. She's like coked out and impatient. She's about to take his shoes off. The police bust in. Yep. She is cuffed. 
What the heck is going on here? Y'all have been fine with us for 10 years. Yeah, one of you's been real fine with us. Listen, JC, we don't like this any better than you do. Oh, is that right? We got meth labs popping up all over town. We want to occupy ourselves with a couple little boys getting happy endings. It's hilarious, isn't it? You call your sergeant right now and you tell him to put a stop to this. Yeah, and tell him Doreen says hi. This is coming from way above him. The media got here before we did. We have orders to search premises. Search away, ain't gonna find nothing. We got this. They found the big fat bag of Coke. She fucked everybody in that parlor by having that bag of Coke. Absolutely. Cut to commercial. That's a cut to the commercial Because moment. like, I, and I was looking this up when I was reading the, uh, about the original case. Like, they probably would have been slapped on the wrist with like a $200 fine and walked away. It is the Coke in Texas. It's definitely, the Coke made a huge difference. I mean, mm-hmm. the prostitution ring itself, like, even in L.A., they're not fucking with a prostitution ring. Yeah. Like Heidi Fleiss, God bless. Yeah. She's gone. Did you know that Heidi Fleiss... Heidi Fleiss is dead? No, no, no. Oh. But I mean, like, she lives in Crystal, Nevada and is, oh, okay. is like a crystal, a crystal meth head. Um, oh. And it, like, collects parrots. But, like, did oh. you know that Heidi Fleiss, her brother is Mike Fleiss, the producer of The Bachelor? I did not know that. I think that's I didn't true. even know that Mike Fleiss... Was the producer of The Bachelor. Oh, he makes very famously dumb commentary on Twitter. It's great. Oh, okay. Um, so Rex and all the dudes are at D's watching the game when it gets interrupted by breaking news that there was a series of, arre- of arrests at the Kind Touch in Loretta, Texas. And I was like, again, he's getting drunk when he should be saving his money. But, you know, that's another discussion. Oh, he's rich now. Mama's got it. Mama's taking care of that tab. Well, he's learning why. This program to bring you breaking hail to the police raid. Currently in progress. In the arena. You better just got Saddam Hussein. I already got him. Here. Well, then the other one. Then. As you can see, going on behind me right now is a major bust of an alleged now we can see that the police are starting to bring out some of the alleged Johns. Poor bastards. Whoa. What are they charged by the pound? <laughs> you have to shake the sheets to find her. The name of the establishment is the Kind Touch Health Spa. But locals here say they've long known that much... Oh my gosh. No, turn that off now. We'll keep you updated on all the developments... Okay, now we're talking. Shut up. So D has seen this on the news. She goes running out of there. Rex looked like he Rex looks like he's ruined forever as a person in this scene. Great acting on behalf of this man. Yeah, there was a Saddam Hussein joke earlier, just to be yeah. topical. Yeah, and then um, Re- when Reber McIntyre comes out of the uh, sorry. <clears throat> When Reba McIntyre comes out of the, he's cuffed and coming out of the Kind Touch spa, uh, Dee's husband's like, you don't have to shake the sheets to find her. And I was like, you're chubby, Dee's husband. Is that what he was saying? Yeah. He was like, you don't have to shake the sheets to find her because like they were commenting on the weight of Reba McIntyre. And Reba McIntyre is banging. Yeah. And plenty of guys are into that. Also, um... D's like not exactly a slender Sally. No. Like I don't know why he's 
I mean, I guess, you know, people love to hate on prostitutes on the news. They're a bunch of assholes drunk at the bar, hating on some women. You know, locker room talk. Uh, so oh, I just realized this entire time I've been referring to her as Reba McIntyre, and I meant to refer to her as like, okay, so there's an actress that was in Double Jeopardy. Oh, come on. Don't do this to me. I love Double Jeopardy. Hold on. Fuck, what's no, her no, name? No, no, no. But it's like her mother and sister are a singing duo. The Judds. Yeah. Um, oh, Ashley Judd. Ashley yes. Judd. And what's the name of the... Uh, Naomi. Naomi Judd. I meant to refer to her as Naomi Judd because I feel no. like she's more Naomi Judd than... But oh, no, I, not Naomi Judd. Who's the other one? I'm sorry. Uh, oh, God. Judd sisters. I'm sorry, you guys. No, it's fine. Girl, by the way, I was on board with Reba. I knew what you meant. She was sassy. She has red hair. Yeah, but I was thinking more so... Um, Winona Judd. Oh, uh, Winona Judd. I feel like she's giving me more Winona Judd that vibes. That is a Winona Judd wig. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm sorry, everyone who listens to Mother May I Sleep With podcast heads. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're okay with it. Okay. Um, I think, I think they've been a lot more permissive of other things. Um, so D tells Sam, she's like, You've got to, I'm, you got to lay low. Like, I'm going to lay down the law with you for two. <laughs> I was like, This is me. Yeah. So <laughs> D is like, I'm going to lay down the law with you. You threw away your family for status. Yeah. At first, it was about like helping out Rex, but then it became all about the money. Yeah, she was like, you threw away your whole life for what's on your ears and around your neck. Mm-hmm. And Sam's and like, how do I fix this? And she's like, some things can't be fixed. Yeah, she's like, maybe some things can't be fixed. I love that, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt was like, don't right now. And she was like, no, you bail someone out of jail, you get to talk. Yeah, exactly right. I don't know if I would do that to you if I was bailing you out of jail for sex work. I would hear it in the morning. Yeah, you would hear it in the I, morning. I would hear it real. You would, I would, you would hear, hear it. it in the morning. I know I would hear it in the morning. Like, you'd let me go in and get my, like, pitiful night of non-sleep. And then, like, and then I would, like, call you and be like, Ugh. and you'd be like, yeah, well, we have to talk. Yeah. So. That's exactly. Or <laughs> I'd just be like, get it over with now. Like, as soon as we pulled up to us, I'm going to be like, I'm going to get out. Just, like, say whatever thing that's going to emotionally destroy me because I know I'm wrong to begin with and I've been a selfish asshole. Just tell me anyway. Now. You know what, Molly? I think I would know enough to know that you are your own worst enemy. No, I know. I know that about you. And I, that's why I would have to say, like, because I'm would just I would just let the silence, like, eat away at you. Oh, God. You're, that's the mom you're going to be. Yeah. So Rex is waiting for her inside. And I'm he disappointed gives her in you, Molly. The weirdest speech ever. Rex, I'm so sorry. I know that I've really messed things up. And I'll do just about anything to make it right. So just look at me. Talk to me. Yell at me, swear at me, hit me, I don't care. Both of us know when it's his last day of life. 
And then you sang to him that Beatles song. In my And then I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't go in. Then you took him. And you carried him in. And you held him. Till he died. You did that for me. Anytime things got tough with us, I think of that day and I think of that girl. And now when I think of you, it's gonna be this. creepily like turns on the light and it's just like because she arrives in a dark house and he just creepily turns on the light in the biggest chair i've seen ever so he's done the whole speech we're speeding man spreading so he's so basically like all i can take from away from the fact that like sam had to go into the vet and put down his own dog for him because he was sobbing like a bitch in the car like i just wrote like rex can spend his entire life being a pussy yes sam yes! decides to give them a life via her pussy He's out. Bye. That's what she, I wrote. She's the adult in the relationship. Like he couldn't. Yes. He couldn't even bring himself to like. He stood outside in the parking lot while his wife like held their dog as he was dying, mm-hmm. and he sang that beautiful Beatles song in my life. And I paused the the movie to listen to this Beatles song because I was like, how does that go? Because I couldn't yeah. remember. Um, and I was just like, this is an a like. An iconic moment, not iconic, but it's like it epitomizes like their entire relationship. Absolutely. Because he was just like, I used to look at you and see that girl. And now I just see the girl who like did this. Did like this. now when I now when I think of you, this is what I'll think of. And yeah, I'm like, it's like Rex, how about your three fucking children that you she birthed, you asshole? The Rex is the kind of guy. Why have you made me hate my crush? Rex is the kind of guy that like. She held you down. Like, I think, like, after you... We found out about this. Like, the fallout after you give birth. Like, you basically have your period for a month. Yeah. Like, he would oh, have God. no sympathy for that entire no. situation. He'd be like, like why can't you carry your child around? Why yeah. do I have to change the doctor? Why do I... Why do, well, like... What, you forgot your fucking donut pillow? And it's like, do you think she wants to sit on a donut pillow? No. No, so... She just got torn. <laughs> she... <laughs> <laughs> she is a petite woman. She's like five three. Yeah, and she squeezed those gigantic those headed babies, head kids. those nerdy kids, out of her vagina. <laughs> so <laughs> Sam is up late night watching her old beauty pageant videos. Her daughter wakes up and sits oh, with her and says that me. she's always lived the part where her mom told the people how she would solve the problems in the Middle East. Um, and she asks her if she ever got to tell the president her plans, and she goes that. Uh, the president never really had consulted Miss Bixby Hills about international relations. I thought that was a cute scene. It was, it was but, cute. But um, there was a moment where I was like, I don't have a, I personally don't have a lot of videos like this. No. Um, People th- who do freak me out. And I think it's a good thing because um, you don't dwell on those kind of memories mm-hmm. if you don't have them. Yeah. They no, my can be really damaging. I always wanted to watch home movies and like, I'm like, first of all, you've seen this a million times. Secondly, 
we're drunk, it's 2.30 in the morning, and I'm watching you and your dad on a fucking camping trip. Like, this is sick. Like, you see this is sick, right? Yeah. Like, why am I watching a young you running around a, a fucking natural, national park with your mom roasting hot dogs and your brother's flip-flops breaking on the side of the... Th- it's just, like, gross. Like, I don't want to see that. Like, that should be kept in the past where it I'd, belongs. Like, that... I can't fathom that. Why no. would you want to watch that? It's just, like, hours of boring footage... Of times that you can't recreate, like you can't recreate. No, I know. Like, I don't know. I've always just kind of been like a forward person. Like I don't look back. Like the past is called the past because it's past. It's past you. Yeah. I would still rather watch that than any of my exes sketch comedy on YouTube though. <laughs> um, so Sam meets but I wrote, with her like, lawyer. Nostalgia literally means the pain from an old wound. Is it? Oh shit. Yeah. So she's being nostalgic right now. Well, that sheds a new light on that whole relationship. Yeah. So Sam meets with her lawyer. It's it's her old, it's her BFF, uh, her black lawyer friend. What's her name? Who wasn't judgmental at all, by the way. No, she's great. She's great. She's great. She totally handled it like a pro. She's like, just tell me the names. Oh, and she uses the term like friendship isn't quid pro quo. And she's like, that's why you're the lawyer. And it's like, well, no, that's not a lawyer term. It's just like. Hannibal Lecter used it in Silence of the Lambs, which is one of our favorite movies, Molly. One of, we always watched that on Thanksgiving when we got to celebrate Thanksgiving together. I'm trying to find this woman. She's been in a, in a, in a Tyler Perry film. I know She's beautiful. Sure. I, don't, I know. She has like these beautiful green eyes. It's, yeah. Um, why is she not even? Look, oh, Jennifer at- Love Hewitt at some point asks... Do you think they're going to let me mar- wear makeup in jail? And I was like, that's not really your priority. Total Jody Arias move. Such a Jody move. Classic Jody. Um, this woman is basically nowhere to be found on the IMDb. So I'll find her. Anyway, um, so the best friend uh, is totally holding it down for her as a lawyer. Uh, she, this is best friend. Number two, because I feel like Dee's primary family, best friend. Her family is not handling this well. Her mom says, and I kept thinking about this, this is wild. Her mom says that this is the reason why you have <laughs> more than one kid so you can ditch the screw ups. And I was, that's what actually inspired me to say, like, let's all call our mom and find out what they would say if right. we were prostitutes. And at this point, I was like, wait, does she have a sibling? Like, it's never been established. No, she's an only child. It get, but that's revealed later on. In yeah. The film. Sounds like your mom. All right, let's get down to business. So it seems this whole thing was orchestrated by the mayor's re-election team. They're trying to position her as the champion of traditional values. How'd she even find out about us? You know someone by the name of Emma Hollings? Oh my God. She went to some religious group. Christian Fellowship Lodge. That's it. Apparently what she found was a lot of old people with time on their hands and cell phones. They bombarded the police with calls that got nowhere. Took it down to City Hall where the mayor down in the polls decided it was divine intervention. I sent her there at Somerville. Looking to charge you with felony promotion of prostitution and possession of cocaine. You're looking at two years. Oh, my God. Are you still using? No. Never again. I feel like dog crap. Well, you're going to feel agitated, depressed. I mean, the works for a few months, and then honestly, periodic cravings for the next 10 years. Is the first two years will be while I'm in jail. Well, maybe not. I think there's a way we can use this election to our advantage. Don't they want to look tough on crime? But what they want more is publicity. The more attention that Libby Summerlin can get from this, the better for her. The more we help her, the more likely she is to help us. 
Well, the best way to get attention is if we have some good names to give. Did you have any clients that were prominent members of the community? Well, yeah. But I don't want to hurt any of those guys. Well, I can't worry about them. I'm representing you. Besides, all the Johns ever get is a slap on the wrist. I mean, there's personal and professional embarrassment, but they do more sleeping on the couch than jail time. I just don't know. Well, fine. Go to jail, don't see your kids for two years. Okay. Tell me what you need. It's better. Well, what about the girls? Is this gonna reduce their jail time? It might. All right, and I know it's a cash business, and your clients use a lot of fake names, but... Not with me, they didn't. I need some good names, Sam. Truckers and frat boys ain't gonna do a thing for us. We need our Elliot Spitzes and Tiger Woods. <sighs> what about a circuit court judge? You kidding me? Who? Charlie Ocko. Dark hair, 6'4", graduated cum laude. I know who he is. God, I had a crush on him for years. Well, let's just say sometimes small things come in big packages. Oh, so her lawyer is played by uh, Candace McClure. She's Canadian. Oh, Dee is also she Canadian, was, by uh, the way, the actress. Mm. She's from Vancouver. She was born in South Africa. Because I was like... Her accent work is really good. Mm-hmm. D's. Yeah. Um, but she is not from Texas. Good for her. Um, you know, her lawyer friend doesn't attempt an accent. No, she does great. Um, so Sam uses her photographic memory to put together a long <laughs> list of guys. She knows all their names, their families, their fetishes. Do you remember Cam Jansen? Mm-hmm. The little, uh, the book, Cam Jansen, about the girl with the photographic memory. Yeah, I just yeah, kept yeah. thinking about Cam Jansen. Um, I the, love that the lawyer friend was like, we need our Elliot Spitzers, our Tiger Woods. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, Tiger Woods did not hire a hooker, did he? Or excuse me, sex worker. So um, all of the women are around the the table and the lawyer friend's like, I don't know how the hell it is you do what you do. And they're all like, well, beats the hell out of waitressing. And I'm like, are you still saying that? Like what? No. Like, girl, you are on the line for like coke possession, <laughs> sex work, running an illegal like operation across from a church. If that's a crime, probably is a crime in Texas. Who knows what else they went down for? So it turns out that the guy who gave her all the diamond, the, the diamond watch was a very powerful oil man. Mm. She admits that she pawned the bracelet, uh, the watch rather, to get a down payment on Rex's Harley. Um, Sam tells uh, the girl she's still sleeping on the couch. Things at home aren't getting much better. Oh, she she asked that Jim Reed, who's her frenemy's husband, mm-hmm. not be put on the list. She spared him from the list, which yeah. I thought I was. I just wrote she's so merciful. She really like she's legitimately a good person. I like. I'm sorry, girl. I would have put that motherfucker on the list. Well, if she hadn't, then we wouldn't have come to the number that we did. I know. Know, did you guys are you guys at home did you guess the number it's 69 there's 69 <laughs> men the lawyer had list. a cute little smirk about her She's oh like, yeah oh 69 no because it's i mean it's like hello that's the funniest joke ever um <laughs> and this is the thing though was that i was like it's cheap it's too cheap like that's how i felt i felt like it was a cheap joke it was a little cheap and like first of all like I laugh when I hear people say the number 69 because I know someone else is laughing for the wrong reasons. I always laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what, that's, it's like, 
But then I want to, I sometimes want to clarify my laugh socially and be like, hey, just so you know, I'm not laughing at the thing I'm supposed to be laughing at. I'm laughing at everyone else laughing at that thing. I see, I see. You know what I mean? Also, so my astrological sign is Cancer. Mm -hmm. And besides the crab, the sign is 69. And so I remember I said this to my boss once. She was like, oh, what sign is that? I was like, oh, I'm a Cancer. And she's like, what sign is that? And I was like, oh, it's a 69. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she was like no what animal and i was like oh it's the crab girl <laughs> so there's a lot of talk i of have the- no shame in the 69 being no, my symbol great. i think that that is a very unenjoyable act so <laughs> there's a lot of talk on, uh, yeah. about the list in this town i always knew that sam horton was nothing but trash you know i got a real common name honey a lot of guys around here got my name. Better hope none of them are on the list. Good morning. I heard my gynecologist was on the list. I don't even know what to make of that. Well, if my husband's on that list, I'm gonna take all his stuff, put it on his bath boat, set it on fire. <laughs> Screw that. Set his stuff on fire, sure, but sail the bass boat, girl. You can get good money for that thing. Ooh, you're right about that. <laughs> Don't this remind you about what happened in Odessa a few years back? Yeah. That's up. Thing. Can you imagine still showing up for work? Bless her heart. I heard there's a lot of big shots on that list. Businessmen, doctors. Lawyers. Lawyers. Those gals must have been really hard out for cash. Some things even a hooker shouldn't have to do. <laughs> even I Sam's this. mom is a victim of the gossip in this town. She's just trying to wax hoo-hahs at the salon. That's where we get the Odessa reference. She was like, remember when this happened in Odessa a couple yes, years ago? Yes, Because um, there had been, like, in real life, parallel situations going on. So um, the kids complain that they don't want to go to Rex's mom's house. He's taking him away for a while because mom can't leave town. Her daughter asks, Mama, are you going to die? Um, weird. Yeah, she's am. supposed to be like 10 years old. Like, obviously, she's not going to die. Uh, the oldest daughter has been too old for every sentence she has uttered in this entire movie. I know. Like, how can she spell tableau but not tell that her mom's going to, like, not fucking die? Not <laughs> only that, so, like, the kid, the son is upset because she, the grandma thinks that apples are for dessert. Yeah. And she makes us go outside to play. Honey, your mom's been eating a lot worse things than apples. Okay. So I thought this line after she uses the, like, after, um, oh, this line after she ushers the kid out of the house is deep as hell. I always thought that was the saddest sound in the world. Person zipper on their suitcase when you're not going with them. Daddy used to take business trips, and I just hated that sound. I think it's better for the kids to get away from all this talk. Yeah, you're right. Maybe when you all come back, maybe we can. Don't. Well, maybe, maybe when all this is over, we could just think about moving. And starting over. Rex, please look at me. 
can't look at you, Sam. Which is real tough. Because looking at you used to be just about one of my favorite things to do. So this is where we get like, because looking at you used to be one of my favorite, favorite things thing. to do. And that actually like my heart was broken. I just wrote, this makes me want to die. That's in my notes. And he, he, he doesn't look at her this entire no, time. His heart is fucking broke. Cause Rex is a dumbo. Like he had no idea. It was just sitting. It was all happening right in front of his face and no idea. So at this point, she says the like the suitcase is like the most uncomfortable sound to her or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is where we start to establish that she has daddy issues, which I would have appreciated if they would have alluded to a little bit earlier in the film. Did they have to? Because like the attention from men mm-hmm. would have made more sense. Yeah. Um, Ari having like an absentee father. Absolutely. Um, so Sam's mom is over. They've both been up all night. Sybil's been thinking about, you know, it must've been because she raised her daughter poorly. She said she forgives her because she's her only child, but she doesn't understand how she could do that with all of those oh. men. See, Nulo. I mean, I forgive you because you're my only child, but how could you do what you did with all those men? For my family. Well, it makes my skin crawl. God, your father's dead. Oh, can you not completely destroy me until I've had some coffee? Do you want some? Sure. You like it strong, right? So strong, I'll walk right into my cup. I think your problem is I gave you too much self-esteem. What the hell? It's true. You were just so pretty and bright. I was sure you'd be Miss Texas or go to Hollywood and marry somebody famous. I wasted my life on your father. I want it better for you. You know, your father went to a hooker once. Oh, Mama, please do not tell me these things. Do you know, ever since this happened, people think they can tell me anything? Checkout girl at the Save-A-Lot told me she doesn't like to do it doggy style. But Sam says that everyone in town has been, like, asking her unrelentingly about, like, how much sex she has. And she says that <laughs> yeah, the, the checkout girl, girl at Save-A-Lot told her that she doesn't like to do it doggy style. <laughs> and I was like, this is the number one thing I am taking away from this film. Um, Sam says that it was disgusting she felt like an actor is playing a part all these men pretending she was the best thing in their lives she said there's a part of her that needed that more than she should sam goes to check out the paper on her doorstep and there's like 12 news vans outside um i don't know how she didn't know there was 12 vans with cameramen parked outside of her house so she went Mm -hmm. to go get the newspaper Mm -hmm. but bizarre we've all heard of the hooker with the heart of gold but what about one with total recall? Former beauty queen, Samantha Horton, 28 and 15. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Drug possession. The names of 69 of her customers have hit the papers this morning in what is already known as The List. Why is this national news? Because it's about sex, not about them. Trisha, back to you. Well, folks, the list has turned into the line today as police round up the suspected Johns in the story that's got the whole town and much of the country talking. Now, behind me, you see the Lorena Men's Community Center where the suspects are being processed. That's because police headquarters simply can't handle that kind of volume. And as with everything connected to this story, it brings out the crowds, the strong reactions, and people looking to make some money. Now, over here, we have a group of local entrepreneurs selling some T-shirts. Let's take a look at a couple of them. This one has all 69 names on the back. And there's another one over here that says, my dad went to Lorena. 
the and a new stepdad. My dad went to Laredo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They've got zingers, Who baby. Who's buying those t-shirts? I want to make, I was going to say, I want to make those shirts, recreate them for the, <laughs> for the podcast. And I want to have that in eight inches cut. Oh, as, um, yeah. The two mother. Cut. Men. Cut. Um, the women are all in court together. They accepted a plea bargain. Oh, by the way, we set up an eight inches cut hotline. If you guys have not called and said eight inches cut into my hotline. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Can I say that so that it can be included yeah. in the montage? Okay, yeah. okay this, Steven, this is my inclusion. Eight inches cut. Perfect. I'm going to find the, the number for you later and we'll, we'll include that. But it's like one eight, eight, eight inches cut or something. Um, <laughs> I got caught at a party. I, I love like, Ryan Bailey so much. I was I was putting someone's um phone number into my thing at a party, and it like caved up. It was like eight 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 inches cut. What the fuck is that? Like they were like, it totally looks so sus. It was so bad. Um, so. All the women are in court together. They've accepted a plea bargain. They've been sentenced to 30 days in county, $2,000 and $100 penalty assessment. They begin their sentences immediately. So like 30 days is nothing. I felt like that was not that bad. Mm -mm. In church that Sunday, the preacher has decided to talk about the topic of forgiveness for that week. Sam sits alone in county jail and cries and cries. She looks sad as hell. I was saying like this is where... the frenemies jim jim reed this mm-hmm. is where he implies like a lot of people have my name in this town you know if that name pops up on the list i wouldn't be surprised yeah but he was spared mm-hmm. so we see a title card five weeks later she's been released from jail the house is empty she makes some food she watches some tv she tries to keep herself busy but she's not used to being there's that pant leg on the ironing board that was there for the whole scene. Why was the pant leg on the <laughs> That iron? fucking like, bothered me so it much. It hogged the shot. She didn't, she didn't iron the other side. Like, I like do something with that. Like, it was in the entire... Like, she was so bored the whole day. She could have ironed the pant leg. I Also, there were, like, men's jeans. So I'm like, it, did Rex leave that as, like, the last thing he left in the house and you're just too sad to touch it? I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> I was obsessed with that one pant. I was like, when did the pants come into play? Like, I was... I, I, Absolutely. was like, I can't wait to see what happens with these pants. I know. Um, so finally someone shows up. It's the wives of half the women on the list. They're all like coming to the door. Oh, yeah. That's when she was like, I half wish a Jehovah's Witness would show up. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, that's the one time I wish comes true. <laughs> okay. Do y'all want some crackers or cookies or something? Give it up, Sam. We all know this isn't a social visit, so let's get to it. Some of the women here have husbands who you, well, serviced, and some have husbands who you didn't, but we're all here for the same reason. Yes, I know why you're here. If you could just hear me out first. We were broke. Flat broke. And I don't know if any of y'all have ever been there, but when that happens and then you realize there's a way to make it all go away, Well, it's amazing what you're capable of saying yes to. And I know, I mean, I really know that it is no excuse, but my whole life I just always depended on my looks. And I thought this was just going to be another one of those times. I really thought I was doing the best thing for my family. But in the end, the very thing I was trying to save, I lost. So really, just about the worst thing that you could ever wish on me has happened. 
I'm just real sorry. From the bottom of my heart, for the pain that I caused you. Yeah, that was a real nice speech, but frankly, we don't give a damn about you. We're not here to get an apology or to get forgiveness. Okay, well then, what do you- Why do they come to you? What do you do that we don't? How can we make them think about us the way they think about you? That's why you're here? Y'all want tips? Yes. Oh. Oh, well. All right, then let's talk about that. Hmm. For what it's worth, Carol, when Jim came to see me, I sent him home. You did? That's in the past. Right now, let's just focus on the present. Okay, um... I'll leave here today, tonight. Your husbands won't know what hit them. So the former bounty hunter and Sam are now working at the same okay. restaurant together, working tables. Your girl, Tanya... I love Tanya. So they sit down. Well, I mean, we kind of skipped over like the fact that she grabs this Granny Smith apple to represent testicles and a banana. That's right. She went through a whole <laughs> bunch of bananas, she says to her friend. Two uh, bunches. Two bunches of bananas trying to teach all the women. What was she showing them that she went through two bunches of bananas? You want to know what? I'm sure every woman got her own banana and they did it that way. I don't know, like in health class when like you and a partner would have to share a banana and put a condom on it. Also, like, a banana's a very, like, generous representation. I mean, basically, Sam already said all these guys have small dicks, so I don't know. <laughs> She's seen half these women's husbands' dicks. Like, And on. she has great memory, so she will never forget those penises for her entire life. Probably baby carrots in the fridge. She, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, so the former bounty hunter, Tanya, and Sam are working at the same restaurant. They're waiting tables. They sit down and split a cupcake for Sam's birthday. We find out that tomorrow, Sam's birthday is also her daughter, Jenna's birthday. That's the youngest daughter. I thought that was sweet. The party is tomorrow, and it's going to be the first time that she and Rex have seen each other since he moved out. She says he's exterminating, his exterminating is going good, and quote, I'm not going to make it in football. Anger is finally gone. Which is just like, what, what the fuck? I, like, you guys are 30 uh, now. Like, he, his anger is finally gone. How many dicks did you have to suck so that his football anger would go away? But here's the thing, and she's like, he finally had to leave me, and he goes and gets good. And it's just like, you know what it was? It was, this is why a lot of people should not like stay with their high school sweethearts mm -hmm. is because you forever get locked into who you were mm -hmm. and you never get to become who you are. Mm -hmm. Damn. Wow. That was deep. You're welcome. That was deep. So she says that she and him are going to make great friends. He's supportive of her going back to school and he's going to come see her get her six month clean pin next week. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at that. But I'm like, she did coke for three weeks. Why is she in an A? Like, that's like well, a little I mean, bit. like, she had a serious addiction. I mean, I, I know. Because they did say, like, they were like, the cocaine's going to get out of your system. Uh, you're going to oh, feel yeah, the bad friend for was very educated. The lawyer friend like, was very educated about that. You're going to feel like crap for three weeks, and you're going to have cravings for up to 10 years. And yeah. I was like, damn. Because that is true about coke. Like, people do say, like, it is that one drug that, like, if you start talking about it, especially in front of people that really love it, they're like, dude, stop. I can't. I want to do coke too bad. I can be Ooh. like that. I don't like to be around it at parties. Cause I'm like, if I see coke, I'm going to spend the rest of my night avoiding that coke. Really? Well, why wouldn't I want to have fun? 
I don't know. I've never done that. So I don't know what <laughs> that like. It's just bad news. It's bad news. It's it's bad drugs. It's bad Does shitty. It aw- it's a shitty, night? awful feeling. There's no. If it feels so bad, then why would you want to do it again? I don't again? know. Why do people eat Twinkies? Like they're delicious. Well, but they make you feel like shit and they're made out of mm. chemicals. Yeah. I mean, it's the thing is, is that I think that it's, I think that it's one of those things. I mean, and I also don't have an illustrious history with it. I, my friend and I were recently reunited and we were laughing so hard about the one week of our lives. We tried to be cokeheads. We were like, do you remember when we tried to be cokeheads and we were so bad at it? Like we were awful at it. Um, it was like pathetic. So, um, anyway, she gets a $5 tip on the table. Yep. Um, so, okay. The next day, they're at an offbeat Chuck E. Cheese type place. Steven, I'm sorry to trigger you. Steven Ray Morris is terrified of mascots. Oh, no, wait. But then sorry. she was like, no, <laughs> sorry. She gets a $5 tip on the table, and she's like, she remembers when she was getting proposed to mm-hmm. and getting $1,000 at tips. And she's like, remember when we used to say beats the hell out of waitressing? Mm-hmm. Well, now we know what it's like. And I don't know if that implied like waitressing was not that bad as they thought it was or. I think there were just she was just kind of like them's the breaks. Like yeah. that's kind of the vibe I got. Like, you know what? Life is what it is. You can't suck dicks forever. So the next day they're at this offbeat Chuck E. Cheese type place for Jenna's birthday. Her mom tells her that she did an awful thing, but she needs to accept some of the blame because she's more than just pretty. She's also smart, capable and strong. Day late a buck short, mom. Her mom should have also encouraged her to like you know, do things better than just be good looking. That's what she says. Yeah, I like that um, D popped up in the scene real quick and she's she's holding a baby and she's like, this one has to be mine. They're all biters. And then she gives it, she gives the baby to the friend and the lawyer friend's just like, uh, awkwardly holding the I baby. know, because she's a lawyer. She doesn't know how to deal yeah. with kids. Can't believe our baby's four years old. She sure was the best birthday present ever. You know, it's good to share a birthday with your child. It keeps the day from ever being able to get you down. She loved that dollhouse you got her. She wanted a pony. What about you? What do you want? You know what I want. I'm taking baby steps. That's it, baby. Then a title card comes up and says, while this film is a dramatization inspired by a true story, names and locations have been changed and characters and events fictionalized. So Mm. that was it, baby. The client list. The client list. My favorite movie. I think it It was was really good. your favorite movie? No, it wasn't. I don't even know if it was my favorite of the Lifetime movies we've done. It's just very watchable. So I was looking into like the real case of this. Mm -hmm. Um, It did happen in Odessa. The woman had 68 clients. She was 22 years old. The the madams at that particular establishment were, in fact, lesbians. Love. Um, And then, so here's, they rented out the massage rooms. Oh, no, I saw a picture. They were like, uh, very, very butch. Yes, that's right. Okay. They were very butch. Um, The madams rented out the massage rooms to the girls between the hours of 10 and 6 for 30 hours. $30 per half hour session with prostitutes keeping any tips for extras 
Oral sex was sixty dollars. What? Straight, straight sex was a hundred dollars, and anal sex was a hundred and fifty. What? Well, <laughs> I like that makes my throat dry. While other, <laughs> why does it make your throat it's just dry? gross? I'm just like grossed out. It grosses me out. Well, this is like they and said you that have anal for a hundred and fifty dollars. That barely buys a great dinner. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's in Texas, it buys a pretty good dinner. I'm sorry. What? Uh, <laughs> While oh. other combinations and varieties were negotiated by a case by case basis. And so I was reading further into the article, um, and it said that like if it, if things were happening off site, it could go up to like a thousand dollars and more. I mean, you really have to rely on the tip system because yeah. like you're just not making ends meet. So here's the thing. So the girl in that in that scenario, her sex name was Lexus because she's a smooth ride. Oh. Yeah. Crazy. That was my research. I have some trivia okay. from the IMDb page. It oh, says, yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt, Samantha, and Sonia Bonet, D, previously starred together in the movie Confessions of a Sociopathic Social Climber, 2005. Oh, okay. I want to watch that movie. I don't know what Who it is. D? Oh, that was the other? The best friend. It was oh. the you character. I loved her. Yeah. Um, let's look at the message board and see if anyone has anything good. <laughs> Enough with the fake eyelashes. Why was she so tired? Yeah, Dr. J. Sway writes, why was she so tired? Her work had flexible hours, and she obviously made enough money to pick and choose how many men she wanted to see. She would have been more exhausted as a waitress. This felt forced. This is a man who's writing this? Dr. J. Sway. This is a man who's never been penetrated. Right. He writes, this (laughs) felt forced. the exhausting work of being penetrated. He writes, this felt forced, and obviously it's just a plot device to get her doing coke. Um, commentary Mary writes, have you ever done <laughs> it several times? I know she writes, have you ever, have you ever done it several times a day? It's exhausting. <laughs> There's a reason why people fall asleep afterwards. Sex burns more calories than waiting tables. At first she was only working when her kids were in school. Then she obviously started working more hours, yep. driving home late at night, missing football games. Yep. Then dog lover, 1970 writes, <laughs> these names are amazing. <laughs> they always are. Um, Sometimes being emotionally or physically tired, like you would be at a job um, that has you acting detached, is more, quote, tiring than physically or makes you physically tired, if that makes sense. Kind of. It's a little bit of a sentence clusterfuck over here. For existence... Oh, no. Oh, for... Sorry. For instance, if you think of how you felt slash feel after taking a huge exam at school or the SATs or something... Um, it's okay. true. I was exhausted after the SATs. Um, <laughs> how, how many times did you take the SATs? Twice. I, I took it like a practice one too. I took it three times and I got the same score twice. That's like good. the same exact score. I took ACTs too. I did not take the ACTs. Um, Valtina writes, you know who else didn't take the ACTs? Sam probably. Pro- no, but Sam, she would have done great if she had taken them. She just went to massage school. She didn't need ACTs for that. No. Not to say it's just massage school. I think it's more than that. I'm just saying yeah. she didn't need... To, okay. There's a lot of, you know, anatomy work in there. So Valtina writes, I think the tired thing was just a plot device. Heck, she had three kids. She yeah. should be used to tired. What? It was kind of like, OMG, at first she's whoring, next she's on drugs. Also, sex most definitely does not burn more cal- calories than waitressing, unless you're having sex on a treadmill or something. What? I think the guy made that up to talk women into having more sex because it makes you skinny, LOL. Um, I'm going to have to disagree. 
Um, Pandy J writes, unless you're having sex on a treadmill or something. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, no, no. Never mind. She's just replying. She just replied R-O-F-L. Um, okay. So then let's go back. I think we've exhausted this. Jennifer Love and a lot, a lot of people are buying the tired. Women are coming in. Someone. Oh, did anyone else notice this screw up? Hello, cat is the name of the user hello cat writes i just watched this and i caught in the beginning of the movie they said it was 2003 and by the end it was 2004 or maybe even 2005 when sam was giving the names to the lawyer she said the name elliot spitzer and tiger woods but also but as of 2003 2005 those events had not happened yet whoopsie lifetime I didn't realize they said a year, but I was also very confused about how much time had lapsed between mm-hmm. when she started working and yeah. like when the drug bust happened. When did Tiger Woods happen? When after- I guess that was that when I was at Defamer, so it would probably be like 2008 or nine. Um, yeah, no, I think you can peg this around 2008 because of the crisis. I'm pretty sure Elliot Spitzer happened in 2008 or 2009. Someone wrote... Because I was no longer living in New York. There's also a conversation she had with the banker about the government bailout, which also didn't happen in 2003-4. I think this person's wrong. I don't think they mentioned a year. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Okay, one more thing, and then we're going to do our scale. Ooh, I'm excited for that. Oh, well, okay, wait. Oh, yeah, so the Elliot Spitzer thing happened in 2008. This is interesting because I did notice this. We're not going to spend too much time here, but I love Hop 22 writes in the scene where Sam and her husband stopped to get gas after she picked him up from the bar. Sam reached into her purse to try and find money. Did anyone else notice the signature marked by Mark Jacobs print inside of her purse? Why would she have a Mark Jacobs purse if she can't even afford to fill up her car with gas? Because marked by Mark Jacobs is fucking shit. What are you, stupid? Hello, cat. I noticed it was a Mark by Mark Jacobs purse, and they're f- I fucking hate that brand more than anything. Is I think that it- their low-budget brand? Yeah, it's like they're like, but it's still like kind of expensive, but it's like, like it's for, f- like, I don't know. It's like, but it's also, like anime clothes. Like, it's just like crazy stupid. But also, I think like the movie fairly established that these people were more concerned about status than like having money in the bank saved up to pay their bills. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is you. I know you left this comment. Welsh blue blood. This was you. Yes, I'm Welsh blue blood. Now that I know My Puerto Rican that finding your wife has been leading a double life as a prostitute is plenty reason to be majorly upset and angry. But did anyone else feel like he could have accepted a little bit more responsibility for the mm. situation she ended up in? Okay. They were flat broke and had bills coming out of their ears. They were on the verge of losing everything. His answer to this was going out to bars to get drunk and reminisce about his glory days. Yeah. She was kind of backed into a corner with the bank breathing down her neck. No help from her partner and no job prospects. I just feel like he was kind of high and mighty with his I can't even look at you anymore attitude. He was happy enough when she was the breadwinner knocking herself out to pay all the bills, buying gifts, and basically doing everything to keep them out of the red. I totally think he had the right to feel very upset and angry, but he could have just been a little bit more understanding about the strain and pressure she was under to keep the family afloat all by herself. Welsh blue blood. You hit the nail on the head. I I agree with most of what you said, but, like, I don't think he had a right to be angry about it. Like, I understand he felt betrayed because technically it's cheating. Mm-hmm. But um, she basically kept him afloat. Oh, fucking Bullock 607 comes in. Why not blame her child? She He literally calls the person a child that wrote that comment. What she did was 100% her fault. 
Was her house worth more than her dignity, her marriage, her reputation, her health, her freedom, her kids? Because she put them all in jeopardy. She did it for selfish reasons, like keeping no. up with the Joneses. Here's the thing. That person obviously has very mainstream ideals about sex work. What a loser. Um, and it, it, no, I'm like, I'm No, I'm serious. I hate Bullock 607. Yeah, it's it just like, it's, sex work is necessary. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it just upsets me that like, we're, we live in a society that doesn't. It really is necessary because there's lots of people in situations that like, I mean, look like there are veterans that don't leave the house, have no legs and need to get laid and they get cabs out to the bunny ranch and they have sex for three days. Like everyone, I think that they're, they really do. Prostitutes are there to fuck the unfuckable sometimes. And also there's people that need an outlet or whatever else, but they do people fuck who a- could be like socially awkward that yeah. can't necessarily navigate the dating situation. That's it's what very I mean rough. by the unfuckable, not yeah. just people I, without limbs. Yeah, but I don't think they're necessarily unfuckable. They're just like they're having a tough time navigating the dating world or, mm. you know, they don't have. I don't know. Do you remember when I went on a date with that guy who had the health condition that we won't get into right now? Yes. And I said to you that he should not be out on the market. He should just go hire a nurse. I really think that he should be seeing prostitutes. That's right up his alley. Mm. That's perfect for him. Yeah. Perfect for him. Mm -hmm. Get off Tinder. You know, like I'm just saying. So let's do a skill. Also that Helen Hunt movie where she played a sex therapist. Mm -hmm. What was that? Oh, um, Something's got to give. No, that was different. That was oh. <laughs> what was she on that? Just a single mom? She was a waitress. Oh, same thing. Beats the hell out of a waitressing. Um, <laughs> Want to do our, our ranking? I am excited to do the ranking. Okay, so your number one movie of all time that you picked is your number one most favorite movie of all time is? I said Tootsie. Okay. I always watch Tootsie when I'm sick. So Tootsie is number one. Mother May I Sleep With Danger is number five. Okay. Okay. Mother May I Sleep with Danger is number five. So that means that's the most lifetimey lifetime movie. Oh, I see. So like one meaning yes, right. the closest to, to a before. real movie, five meaning the closest to a really classic lifetime movie, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. Acting. This is like a three for me. I was going to say a two. You thought the acting was really good? I thought it was good given the material that they had. Mm hmm. Um, and again, Jennifer Love Hewitt is a star. Mm-hmm. Um, she's charming. I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt did great. Dee really did great. Sybil Shepard, always a pleasure. I thought Rex did the best he could with the material that he was given. The children really bothered me. Also, um, a lot of the other women in a lot of the other uh, ladies of the night were troublesome to I me. I didn't care for Winona Judd slash Reba McIntyre, um, but I thought Tanya was great. Um, I thought Emma was really good at seeming like innocent, but also really torn about her sex work. Okay. We'll give it a 2.5. Okay. Can we settle on 2.5? Underreactions. Something happened and everyone completely acted like it was no big deal. I don't think that happened in this movie. Do you? Well, I mean, I mean, I think that Rex didn't have any sort of sense of what was going on. Like, I think that, I think people were underreacting to her obvious coke habit. Yeah, and they were also underreacting to her sudden extreme wealth. That's true. And, um, yeah, I mean, underreactions. I don't know. I'm going to go with whatever you say. Two? Okay. I have a two. 
not that bad. Overreactions, just like crazy, like just like completely inappropriate. I this is like a four for me. Really? Yeah, I thought that there was a lot of really serious overreacting, especially from Rex is a huge overreactor. Yes. The kids were very totally re- not like realizing he he is culpable in this situation. The kids were very reacty in in the um themselves. And then also in the bar like all that happened was a news story came on. Like literally they all acted like they were about to pull Osama bin Laden out of a hole. Yeah. Like they really referenced like this might be Osama bin Laden. And like, and then they just sit there and I I would immediately be like, Oh, this is the time when I'm going to pee the break in the Cowboys game. By the way, Texas bar flies. If it's national news, you're going to see a national reporter. You're not going to see a local news reporter on that. Right. So we're overreacting. Christina went to journalism school. Dialogue. <laughs> I also worked at a TV news station for four years. Dialogue. Bragger. Wait, did we give it? Over- I gave it a four. Sorry, okay. I just overrided the whole process. Yeah. And I gave it a four. Okay. Dialogue. Like a three. I thought it was a three. I thought there were some good zingers in there. I, I loved Sybil Shepard's Texasisms. She did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. Wardrobe. Overall, wardrobe just in terms of like, I like to think of it as like, Oh, you bought the whole show's outfits at Ross. Like, and they're great. They're totally adequate. But like all of these clothes came from Ross Dress for Less. You know, I thought mainly Jennifer Love Hewitt's lingerie was really great. Yeah. But she's the star. Yeah. The other lingerie was pretty scrubby. But it's small town Texas. Like in the frame of small town Texas circa 2008. But like think about like it's a movie. Think about the quality of the material. Think about like the wardrobe was good, but it's like it's also very cheap. Also, like the weird medical jackets that JC and Doreen were wearing. <laughs> what was that about? They were weird medical jackets. I don't know. Um, they look like nursing uniforms. I'm a, I, it was pretty OK. I'm going to give overall wardrobe. I'm going to give it uh, two. I'll go with that. Yeah, two. I mean, it was there was just some there were some things I bumped on wigs and weaves. Now, there weren't any really wigs in this movie but weaves were pretty significant i thought that um winona judd had a great well that was probably a wig yeah um that was fantastic jennifer love you had definitely had a weave in she looked fantastic she looked great um and also well, like no, but the wig but the wig was cartoony the winona judd wig was kind of i appreciated that though because there is like some sort of tacky woman who would wear that Okay, so where but and in also terms of like, a movie though, in terms of a really good movie or a really bad movie, where do those wigs and weaves fall? Oh gosh, okay. From well, Tootsie, a movie that has wigs and weaves in it. Yeah, yeah, it's a, that's like a four then. Like okay. A four. That <laughs> Makeup like a four. and also like the Texas hair was not nearly as big as it should have been. Her enemy's hair was awful. Her enemy's everything was awful. Makeup. So she had a smoky eye. Throughout the whole movie. Yeah. I don't know a lot about makeup, Molly. It's hard to do a smoke. Well, no, I mean, it's easy, I guess. Is a smoky eye appropriate for daytime? Um, If it's your look, you know, if okay. it's your look. Okay. I think some people, I mean, but here we are. We're in the time of YouTube makeup tutorials where, like, girls are fucking shading their creases at 6 a.m. Like, they're up so early, like, getting oh, Yeah, everyone's, like, crease. contouring. Yeah, no, I just, like, yeah, like, even just, like, with their eyeshadow, like, the really dark eyeshadow in the crease and then just like going all the way up to the brow with like a white pencil like people are like nuts about their makeup now it's crazy so i'm i i'm open to a smoky eye during the day okay but i look great with a smoky eye that's also why okay 
Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt looked great. Makeup was good. Um, I do think that there were some moments like sh- when she was looking gaunt, the makeup was um, kind of like cheesy. Yeah. But her enemies, um, like her nemesis's makeup was really cheesy. I thought JC's makeup was really cheesy. Good for Texas, but not great Texas. Like I thought the frenemies makeup was like someone, and then this was true to the character. It was like, you know, money can't buy you class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like the frenemies makeup was like, she was rich, but she couldn't, she wasn't classy. She didn't have her shit together. No. Uh, so what do we give makeup? Three? A three. Okay. Crying. Big emotional crying scene. Crazy. Over dramatic. So when Rex was packing that suitcase he, and he like couldn't like face her and all you see is the back of his head and then the camera turns to him and he has one single solitary tear. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. I also was surprised that like Jennifer LaFue was able to like, you know, cultivate a couple tears for her. She has things yeah. to cry about. She had a lot to draw from. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I thought the but they break wa- up with Carson Daly. She probably thought about that a little bit. <laughs> Carson Daly also daily terror read, which oh, is kind of like Carson Daly had some '90s dick. <laughs> like that was what was up. Like literally, I was thinking today, who got laid more than Carson Daly and or Avril Lavigne? Late like, '90s, early 2000s. Avril Lavigne got so many hot guys. Who like, was she sleeping with? Oh, Brody Jenner. She uh. was with Ryan Cabrera right off the heels of Ashley Simpson. Oh. She was with... Um, and he had the, like, giant hair. She married that guy from Nickelback, which is not a brag, but, like, there Look was some... I photograph. I was just looking at it. Dude, Avril <laughs> Levine had hooked up with so many hot guys. It's fucking nuts. Uh... I, I can't look it up now. Molly, why do you have to think, make things so complicated? Well, I just do want... Thanks, girl. <laughs> uh, so let's just do crying number one. Victimization of the, is a Wait, one. Wait, what did we rate crying? One? One. Okay. So it's, it wasn't bad. Uh, victimization... It wasn't, but she didn't cry nearly as much as I thought she would for someone who like got arrested in a prostitution sting and had to spend well, time that in goes jail. Into, that goes into underreactions. Yeah. So uh, we can address that if you want. But the crying was on point. Yeah. Victimization of the female character. I don't know how to feel about that. I think that she had a gun to her head kind of in terms of figuring out the situation. And then when then she got addicted to the money, addicted to coke. Mm -hmm. And then when shit really came down to it, she wound up doing the hard time in jail. Yeah. I mean, I felt like she was a victim. I agree with that assessment. Want to give her a 3.5? Yeah, let's give her a 3.5. Okay. Sorry, it's so late at night. Client list. Font. I felt like it was on brand for like what the, what the, sec- the sensuality. I'm going to give it a lifetime. I, I think it's a three because it was like, okay. it was lifetimey. It wasn't, it wasn't a motion picture font. I'll tell you that. It wasn't a professional big time motion picture font. What what movie has the highest ranking in this in that category? I think it might be the Full House Unauthorized Story. Stephen, okay. where are we now? Twenty eight, pretty good. Okay, not her highest, not her lowest. Uh, if you go over to the Mother May I Sleep with podcast website, you can look up all of our rankings. Nicole updates it every week. We also sometimes update with an upcoming movie. All we have left is one episode for this season. Oh, I'm so excited to be on the penultimate episode of uh, Mother May I Sleep with Podcast Season I'm 1. I'm so happy, girl. Um, oh, number one, Liz and Dick with a 38.5. Oh that was lifetime-y. Death Click coming in at 
Yeah. I haven't seen that one. We've had some really lifetimey ones. <gasps> well, yeah, that's Christina. what I was, that, but that goes back to my original comment. Like with this, this wasn't a typical lifetime movie no, for me. No, it was me. so good. And so it doesn't surprise me that it didn't score lifetimey of all lifetimes. Um, Northern Lights with Leanne Rimes and Eddie Cibrian mm-hmm. only got a 20. Mm. And now that you look back, I mean, this scale is just going to be wild over time to think what season two scale will look like. Um, okay, guys, I think that's it oh for this gosh. episode. Christina, thank you so much for being here. Molly, girl. thank you so much for having me. You're um, my best friend. Oh, you're my best friend. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, any Anywhere that people should look for you on social media or maybe podcasts that you produce? Yeah. So I am at Christina with a K Lopez with a Z. On Twitter and Insta, but I'm Hey K Lopez on Snapchat, and I also produce. Please advise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. You guys, you probably already listened to Please Advise. PLZ Advise. Go look it up on the iTunes Store. If not, it's my podcast where I give advice to people that I'm not qualified to give. Stephen Ray Morris, thank you so much for being here. You're the best. I'm so sorry it's so late, but you guys. I just wanted to say thank you to the listeners for listening to this and putting up with uh, my terrible Texas accent and my coastal you were elitism. You really good, girl. Thank I you tried. so much. I listened to Ronnie and Ryan's episode before I came here mm-hmm. um, to get inspiration because they were they were the high marks for me. Ronnie's not. It's not fair to. I mean, no, I, I can't, struggle I with can't. Ronnie. I struggle to. I struggle to keep up with he's Ronnie. M- he's amazing. Yeah, and I don't think there's ever been a better movie ever I made can't. than the Craigslist Killer. So yeah. it was really that was it's tough. That was some tough competition tish uh yeah i wish i wish i had like half the amount of the charisma as ronnie does on mike well girl let's try let's try for season two although i think you were great don't diss Thank yourself you. i don't want that in my home okay. i don't want you to diss yourself okay all right i love you guys bye For listening to Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think about the show, so reach out to us on Twitter at MMISWP. And while you're here, why not smash that subscribe button and make us a part of your weekly routine? If you want to go the extra mile, leave us a review. It helps our ranking in the iTunes store and lets other people find the show and share the lifetime love. Today's show was produced by Stephen Ray Morris with support from Christina Lopez. Molly Mae McMahon from Six Peaks made our logo. Additional thanks to our associate producer, Nicole Matthew. I'm your host, Molly McLear, and you can find me across social media as Malls or on Snapchat, Malls Official. Until next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.